0: Now, three, two, one, go! What's up, and welcome to episode thirty-one of the Cool Down Time Podcast, a horrendously good weekly show about gaming's best and bootiest. I'm your graphically impressive host, Marco, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, longtime friend, and the winner of the Best Eat a Dick Insults in a Multiplayer Game Award at the Game Awards this year. We got Pablo in the house. What's going on, man? Yeah, man. I just kind of want to thank everybody who made this possible.
1: Uh, frustrating uh, multiplayer games and, and, right, and wrap, headshots that I should have had.
0: Wrap, oh, wrap, wrap it up. Wrap oh. it up. We got to oh, okay. do an Intel All commercial right. Right after this uh, and a Google Play commercial. Okay.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I think it should be more about me, but I get it. You know? No, no, go ahead not with your
0: speech, man. Give, give, let's talk about what brings you to this point in these games, man. What, what, what No, what man, does I don't want to talk about this because it's going to get me upset.
1: No, 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 I, <laughs> that's my tell. That's my
0: tell. Like, I don't really get mad
1: Uh, in, in when I'm playing games. It's always a good time. But when I'm really try-harding in a multiplayer game, specifically something that I feel that I'm good at and I'm just not getting the results that I want... My tell is in, in which I'm really upset is is just it's it comes out of me. It's eat a dick. That's what I tell the people who are not listening to me. Only kind of whispering that into Marco's ear since he's the only one on the chat. So ostensibly, I'm telling you, Marco, to sucks
0: to, to be eat me. some dicks. Okay, all right. <laughs> you know, you know, it's you know what I notice. It's always like I know it's coming because like the the like the death before. The death that causes the eat a dick. I always hear like the clacking of your controller buttons <laughs> and sticks, like, and that like it's really so frantic, ag- aggravated. <laughs> that means I meant. Yeah. To, I was supposed to kill him, and it did. That's what that means. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's and it never. It's never real. I was never supposed to kill anybody. I died because I sucked. Yeah, but. Well, I get you, mad. I get mad. At least you acknowledge it in a recording like this. Um, speaking yeah. of this recording. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk about in this week's episode, and you know we're going to start with our Halo Infinite campaign impressions and our loadouts. We've also got some uh, some pretty interesting stuff to talk about in our Hit Point segment this week, including a uh, new acquisition by Sony and a rumor about what many people would consider to be an all-time classic franchise uh, getting its first sequel in many, many years. So stay tuned for that. You're definitely going to want to hear about that stuff. And of course, we have our Checkpoint chat Uh, where we're going to talk about the Game Awards, talk about Jeff Keighley's, the Keighley Awards, uh, and we're going to go over the winners, the losers, and we're going to talk about all the new trailers and new announcements that we got a chance to check out, uh, including Intel and Google Play commercials and what we thought about the format of the show, too, uh, for sure. So, lots of ground to cover. If you like what you hear, please give our podcast a sub. We upload new episodes weekly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify and all your favorite streaming apps. And you can also keep us in your FOV in between episodes by following us on Instagram at CoolDownTimePodcast and Twitter at CoolDownTimePod as well. So, Pablo, with that being said, it is time to get into our loadouts. All
1: systems nominal.
0: Loadouts ready. All right, and as promised, we got to talk Halo Infinite campaign, man. This has been uh, on our calendars for a while. We have waited a long time to be able to talk about this game, and it's finally out, finally upon us. And, Pablo, I want to kick it over to you first, and I want to start just kind of with a sort of an open-ended but but sort of specific question just to sort of get the conversation flowing here. And um, I want to begin by asking you just straight up, is this the Halo Infinite that you kind of hoped it would be? And let's kind of talk about why and what you think about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I think if I had to answer that plainly in a yes or no format, yes. I think this is kind of like the Halo game that I uh, I wanted uh, ever since it was revealed to be this kind of open-world type of, of Halo experience. Um, and, and, and ultimately, I think that it delivers that in, in in many ways. And there are ways I think that it, it could be better, but... Uh, by no means is this a perfect game, but as a Halo, that next entry that's supposed to bring Halo into the next generation of gaming and also into its next uh, couple of games, I think this is a perfect jump, a jumping-off point for for the franchise as it stands. Um, off off rip, honestly, I, what I one of the things that it's mostly impactful to me. And it's the thing that's always been part of the franchise is the music and musical cues and the score of the game itself within that open world. That's one of the things that really uh, stands out uh, to me. Um, for, for example, um, every time you reach any kind of area of heightened aggression, the music changes to kind of reflect that. It's purposeful in its approach to to, to musicality. I it, 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 at f- at first you feel okay. Is this just a score that's happening in the background? You know, a random song that's playing from. But it's not. It's purposeful because it, it right when you reach that point of that mission's about to start, that music changes. Mm-hmm. Um, the variations of the score itself, like you're listening to to a song playing, and all of a sudden there's you're in a new area or an area with a new uh, threat there's an additional instrument added to the score that you didn't hear before and you're like,
0: oh shit! Like, it's like,
1: "What? where did this come, come from? And then, you know, I, I think if we're gonna talk surface level graphically, mm. I think the game looks pretty good considering the scope of the game, and the different variations of inside and outside environments. It maintains a level of quality that might not be best in class by any stretch of the imagination, but it is consistency, uh, consistent, and visually, that's really nice. Um, yeah. I hadn't, I ha- yeah, I haven't really had any frame rate issues in game. I know that there's a CGI hitch that I guess you'll get into. Uh, I'm yeah. really, 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 really bad at noticing that stuff unless it's fucking dramatic. So um, you know, I haven't really noticed anything. However, I will say I had the opportunity last night to play Halo Infinite. At my, uh, at my sister's house with her nephew on an Xbox One S mm. and you, there's you, I, I, that, that game is I, I don't know how people play that game on that on that <laughs> console it is it is supposedly running on 30 frames it felt like it was running on one of those like slideshows it was just, <laughs> it was rough bro but I mean they don't know they don't know what it is to play on the next generation sure, console yeah. so they're still having a good time playing that in that way but um I mean, I I could keep going. I mean, do you want to jump in? No, I'll
0: jump in, yeah. I mean, I think I I like the fact that we started kind of with the presentation and and even some of the technical aspects of the game because I think this is such a showpiece kind of title. Um, just in terms of like the Halo name and the expectations people have around this, that um, it was really, really important for Halo to deliver. And I I, I like that we started with the score specifically, because that's that's one of my first um, bullets on my notes too, um, because it anchors so much of the mood and the tone and vibe of of the campaign. Um, It's not just music for the sake of being music, kind of like what you were alluding to. It's very intentional. Uh, and deliberate in how it's it, it's it's spruced into the gameplay in, in a way where the game knows when to kind of be quiet and let the, you know, the, the space that you're in kind of have the stage and let the ambiance, you know, take over and it knows when to hit you with something bombastic or something subtle or, you know, all these different degrees of, of um, you know, uh, musicality that I think really fits the game extremely well. Um I hate to get so hyperbolic so soon, but I mean, it, it, it might be one of my favorite scores in Halo history. Um, I think so. It, Besides yeah, ODST, maybe? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely ODST. That was just another world of, of, of quality. But I mean, I, I just love the way that this has been implemented. Um, on the technical side, yeah, I mean, this is the debut of the Slipspace engine, right? So I think it's been kind of interesting to see where this engine's uh, strengths and weaknesses lie. Um, and yes, the, the cutscene stuttering for me has been, uh, just to kind of get the, the, the worst stuff out of the way, it's been horrible. Um, you know, I am pretty sensitive to that stuff, and it is something that even 343 has acknowledged um, that is a problem that they're looking into right now. So hopefully it will be fixed sooner than later. But the stuttering that happens in the cutscenes is really bad. I believe it's a, a frame pacing issue. Um, so it, it's not, you know, unfixable, but I don't know what the timetable is going to be to kind of, you know, get the, uh, the resolution done with that. But, um, that is a problem, uh, because it is a very cutscene, uh, eccentric type of experience. So I, I don't want to be distracted like I have been with like, oh, this is hitchy and it's kind of chugging along a little bit. Um, but there's also texture pop in, uh, and some LOD issues, uh, in the open world. Uh, some of it's, more obvious than other things, um, you know, if you're standing still and you look down at the grass and you kind of like pan around a little bit, you'll see the textures like pop in like, oh, he's looking yeah. at us. Yeah. Look, look good. Uh, so that, oh stuff, God, God. that stuff happens. I mean, obviously, you know, it, it's you, you do have to kind of stop and, and really look for some of that stuff to, to notice it. But it is there, Um, you know, grass and, 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 you know, like the the shrubbery uh, pops in, you know, as you're like, you know, moving along in in the open spaces. And there is texture flickering from off in the distance. You can kind of see a little bit of that. Um, That stuff to me isn't super bothersome. Uh, It's more of the cinematics that I'm having a big problem with. But, um, yeah, it's definitely not perfect uh, implementation. I think there's also some HDR issues. Um, The uh, Dolby Vision right now, I think, is broken. Uh, so, people have kind of switched back to regular HDR. Uh, if you're using Dolby Vision, it's not a good idea right now, just as a FYI. Um, and, uh, you know, the HDR setting is really ambiguous. It's like on a scale of one to 100, but you're supposed to set it based yeah. off of your TV's capabilities or your monitor's capabilities. And it's not really giving you a lot to work with there. Um, but, you know, I think that stuff is kind of the most. I guess the most flagrant things that could be better about the game for, for me personally—I don't know how you're feeling about everything else—but go ahead and pick up where uh, you left off there. No, I, I think you're right, but I also think that when we look at a lot of large
1: AAA games that have released in the last couple of years, everything you've mentioned has, to a certain extent, also been a problem with those kind of games. It's just, yeah, it's the it's the whole devils in the details kind of thing mm-hmm. where, you know, the game from the outside looking in, surface level looks decent. You know, even good sometimes, mm-hmm. even great sometimes. But when you really look into little things like that, it does, it does tend to add up. And, and, and yeah, I, those are all things that I definitely noticed. And not, I'm not excusing it at all. It's just for me, um, you know, it's, it's just we're in this really weird time, at least the last kind of couple of years where games are, are, are shipped not completed, you know, um, so, some more than others. But yeah, you know, ba- back in the day, I mean, <laughs> you release a game, that's it, that's the game, you know? So, sure, graphically, it's not as graphically, uh, those games back then are not as graphically as demanding as today, but, I mean, there is a level of, we'll fix it in post, mm-hmm. you know? Like, we'll fix it later that, that comes into game development, unfortunately, whether that is to hit some kind of, uh, you know, marketing goals or whatever the case may be in terms of release. Uh, I think that Halo... Like most games, could have probably benefited from a little longer in terms of a uh, you know polish here and there. Yeah. But ultimately, the game is not unplayable by any stretch of the imagination, and I'm and I'm really having a, a good time with it specifically. Um, want to talk a little bit about the story um, um, a little bit. little bit. Let's let's try to not get yeah the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I just want to talk about kind of relationships. Uh, like, for example, the weapon, uh, which is the Cortana of the game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, basically played by the same actress, looks pretty similar to Cortana, but played in a way where she's a, almost like a child uh, in terms of her approach and her na- how naive she may be. And what I like about that is the dichotomy between Cortana in the past two games, four and five, and then this version of, of that being so different and how master chief was very much you know trying to save cortana from rampancy and how she was kind of devolving into this just basically mustache twirling villain based on <laughs> how specific she like, like the vision and the things she wanted to do and, and it's so like kind of like uh, nuclear in, in her approach to, to whatever it is that she wanted to do yeah but with the weapon being you know quote unquote doesn't know anything really it's kind of just learning it almost feels like there's a father daughter relationship uh brewing there okay. uh you know coming from like cortana if you want to kind of get a little bit gross cortana and master chief being mom and dad and you know and the weapon being the child of that i think there is that relationship because he's very much teaching her hey don't trust this you know be careful with this and she's constantly trying to to bring the positivity out of everything. So I like that 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 kind of relationship. And then the the relationship with the pilot which is super early on. I think it's a nice addition to see Master Chief attract someone on a more human level. Um, cuz you know, he he's seen as such a robot almost, like a like a a shell just a, a not even a man inside of a suit, just a suit, really. And so there's that hum- human level to where you know I-, I feel I don't I haven't gone too far in the story in that aspect where I, I feel that there's going to be some kind of uh, Master Chief's going to see him as he as as a human that he is and kind of reflect on his own humanity in that way. Um, you know, we already kind of seen the pilot in the very beginning of the game with the whole kind of family dichotomy and how he wants to get home. So there's a lot of that stuff there. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of complex story elements that could either come together or just be complex by accident right just yeah. kind of like having these characters in place and and maybe me looking too much into it though i don't think that's the case but i, I i'm right now i'm I'm loving the, the that kind of relationship between all three in terms of the story itself i do like the more uh the approach to it being centered on master chief and his past and other spartans and and because before in other games you were pretty alone you know, yeah. You know, they, they there were there was conversation about other Spartans, and then you finally got to see him in Reach, and then with you know uh, Osiris in the last game. But there's that there there's more of like there just seems like Master Chief and all the other all the other Spartans in the game kind of like there there's there's a connection there that I've never really felt between uh, John one one seven and the other Spartans. So that's a really cool uh, addition uh, that I'm seeing there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in terms of the open world of it, one of the things that I told you about it, uh, I think the the map size is perfect for what it's doing, um, but I, I think the game is, I think it's almost really wanting you to really barrel through the story, I mean, every second you get the weapon is telling you, hey, I want to go into this, the Forerunner uh, structure, I really wonder what's inside there, so it's like, it, it almost feels like, It's distracting you from the side missions, which you do, and so far they're fun and they're fine. I I I like doing all of them, but I wonder if they're going to be a little repetitive. Fifteen hours in, you know, doing the same thing over and over. Mm -hmm. So I I I don't know. I I, there's a lot to be there's there's a lot to unpack there. So I still kind of have to, uh, really play to understand what exactly they're doing there with that open world. Is it necessary? Is it not? But I do think that the introductory level, uh, to the game. Serves as a reminder of what Halo was, mm-hmm. and kind of which makes the impact of the open world, even though you saw it coming, even that much more powerful when you actually it opens up. It's like you can go anywhere yeah. in this area, yeah. so that 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 really is really cool. So I still have a lot of questions based on on the open world aspect, how
0: they're treating it, how it's gonna play, how it's gonna work out. But so far, I'm having a really a really good time with it. How many? Uh, before I jump in next, how many hours have you put in so far? Roughly, do you know? I don't know because when you look at the hour count. It's also counting multiplayer, so you should be able um, to see uh, if you go into like load, like like when you instead of hitting continue when you jump back in, go to load, and they'll give you like a percentage of completion. And oh, I I I haven't seen that. The the
1: hour count for me is sixty something, but that's based on you know multiplayer. Yeah, Um, but so uh, story wise, where I'm at is there's certain things that you do, right? I'm about in the second or third part of that. I think I'm past you, story-wise. Uh, you're definitely past me. I've been going
0: very slow. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I've been doing the side missions um, uh, as well. But yeah. uh, I've been, I, I've been, yeah, I've definitely have been saving those side missions because you're staying within that area. Um, but gotcha. yeah, I'm okay. I'm maybe, if I think I had to put a percentage in it, just based on everything that I'm seeing, maybe 15 to 20 percent uh, in uh, through the story. Okay.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, partially, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like sandbagging a little bit until we care like an update about the cutscene stuttering. So I, I really don't want to have to go see more of the cutscenes in, until they're in, in better shape. Uh, and also because I'm playing it on heroic, um, which I, I'm really loving that, that balance and that challenge. I think it's a perfect, um, mixture for me because I felt like. We've had a lot of time to get our skills sharpened in multiplayer up until this came out. So I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm probably going to plow through this on normal difficulty. So let me put it on heroic, give myself a little bit more of a challenge. And it's been great uh, from a gameplay standpoint, because it's making me really have to utilize what's around me. Um have to be really nimble use the grapple hook use my use all the abilities that you know that i have so far at least uh... to really figure out you know how i'm gonna overcome those challenges because it can be pretty challenging but in a fun way that feels really nice and rewarding once you actually get through it so i'm i'm loving that and it's making me think before i before i go in and engage so um, I definitely I, I would personally recommend that as a starting point if you're a Halo vet, uh, unless you just want to you know, get through the game first and come back to it later at a higher difficulty, which I totally understand. Um, I want to go back to the story uh, elements for a bit because I do have some thoughts, even though I'm relatively early on. I, I really am fascinated by the way that they're telling the story, too, because of the it, it things have already happened before you take on the role of Master yeah. Chief. There's already stuff that happened with Cortana that you're hearing about. There's already a new leader of the Banished that you're seeing for the first time. Like, why is that happening? And so the storytelling is is kind of that one of those weird ones where it's, it's not giving you everything up front. It's kind of stuff that I'm thinking you're going to probably discover the more you play about what actually happened yes. and how things came to be. Um, which I think was pretty risky of a move for them yeah. to do. Because you want to know, like, okay, but Halo 5 ended with this. Why don't we just pick up where they left? You know, so there's a lot of that. Like, why didn't there's a six, there's a six month period there that we don't really. Right. A lot of stuff happens in that, in that window of time. That's really interesting. Um, And I think they probably do that for, for a couple of reasons. Um, number one is I think they're definitely trying to distance themselves from the Halo 5 storyline as much as possible, because uh, of how poorly that was handled. I think they, they want to button it up, obviously, because they can't leave that stuff open-ended, right? Yeah. But they can't, I don't think they want to dwell in that too much because it's Halo 5, you know?
1: <laughs> it looks like a lot of that story that they're telling in, to, to kind of button that up, like you said, is actually being told through uh, audio uh, messages yes, that I you're finding throughout. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there were these audio messages where, uh, Lasky was there and then they were talking about Team Osiris. And then I was like, oh, okay, so this is what happened with them. So it doesn't seem like they're going to cover that in the main story, which is fine. I think that's a really, I yeah. think, honestly, I think it's a smart way of doing it. It's, it's, it exists. Halo 5 exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to pretend it doesn't. And I think ultimately story wise, what, Halo Five was trying to tell story wise. I think it's interesting. Mm. It's just I don't think it it serves well as a video game because I wanted to play as Master Chief, and and you know that that just didn't play well. I think the story when you look at the story, when you read the story from 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 beginning to end, it's super interesting. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, but unfortunately, you know, as a video game, not so much. Right. So uh, it's really cool that they're still covering that through audio messages, yeah, uh, and, and and telling their own story with Infinite. However. I, I, I would say I wonder what a, a a person who's never played a halo game walking into infinite well how how are they supposed to feel about everything because you know it's a lot yeah uh, there's a lot there that's not being told there's a lot there that's being presumed in terms that you know so i i kind of fight a, a little resistant to people who say oh this is a great per, a perfect jumping off point for people who've never played a halo game because i don't think it I is don't think so i at mean all. i think i think gameplay wise and all that i think it is right mm-hmm. in, in that sense because it's the best Halos ever been sure but if you're a person that's there for a narrative drive in terms of how you play games this is going to really be really confusing. To be quite honest with you, I, I played all Halo games. I read, uh, uh, you know, not all the novels, a few novels. You know, I, I participated in, in in looking at YouTube videos covering story. And I'm playing Infinite and I'm still kind of, there's still moments where I'm like, but what the heck, mm-hmm. huh? Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah, so I still have to kind of look that up. So it, 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 this game does still suffer specifically what 4 suffered from, where so much of the story is relegated to, to reading shit in novels. Um, so there's still a lot of that yeah. uh, because they're bringing elements like the Harbinger from four, you know, a lot of that stuff that is uh, there. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I enjoy it as a Halo fan. I am enjoying the shit out of it. But it, I do a little concern in terms of what the overall kind of approach is to storytelling. It's it's, it's weird because it's a popcorn summer fucking shooter that has a really insane co- complex story. Yeah. When you really look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So. I
0: mean, it's it's um, you yeah, know, I think you're right. And I think. um you know, at some point, you know, Halo's got to be Halo without worrying about the, the newcomer. You know, like the Master yeah, Chief Collection yeah, yeah. is readily available. You can play You can play all right. the games on Game Pass. Um, yeah, so if true. you care and you want to know more, it's it's all there, including Halo Wars, including, you know, Spartan Assault and, you know, obviously other, other yeah. forms of media too. Um, I, I think it's interesting you brought up the audio logs because I think those are really, really unique to me in in one important way. Because as you as you said, a lot of those or a good portion of those uh, come from Spartans, other Spartans that yeah. were that were in Zeta. Um, I think that those audio logs do a tremendous job at highlighting what makes Master Chief different. Yeah. Right. Because those those Spartans are not; those are like Gen Four Spartans. They're 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 yeah. regular people, basically. They're not Gen um, Two. That have emotions. That have you know goals that have you know feelings and stuff like that, but they're gone. They're dead, or they're or they're yeah. definitely not where they were when they left that audio log, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. On, on two levels, it it shows that Master Chief, despite being an old gen uh, Spartan, is still Master two, Chief, yeah. and it proves that he's just built. Di- I mean, you're you're a child soldier, you know, genetically engineered. He built different. You built different. And you feel it, you you feel it, um, and I think it just makes him even more, um, no pun intended, but mythical in a sense. Because it's like even even the better gen, quote unquote, versions of Spartans can't can't last. They can't do what he does routinely. You know, so it just continues I to highlight in- that. I think
1: it's interesting because in the world of Halo, Gen Three and Gen Four Spartans are considered to be more advanced, and the reason that that's the case is because they're not, they're not cultivated from from birth, right? Or yeah. from like ten years old, and that's yeah. what makes him quote unquote better because they're still that they that has that humanity, which is why I love the story because I think they're trying to reach out to, to to Master Chief's humanity in this story through those Spartans that he is he cares for, mm-hmm. but you know they they are more human than than what he is. Um, yeah, I I I I think it's great. I want to ask you a question because I, I'm. I'm torn a little bit here because this is such a master chief heavy story a lot of stories happen around Master Chief this is ha- this is a more personal story about Master chief so that means that the voice actor has a lot more to say and it's actually has I think halfway quarter of a game has said more than he's said in any of the games probably combined uh, in-, in terms how do you feel about the performance of uh, of that of Master Chief do you think it, it works well I it, to kind of give my opinion i think based on him being a Spartan 2 him being kind of emotionalist him kind of not being you know connected to hum- to his human emotions as other Spartans are i think it works really well uh i also there's a part of me that just he's not very good uh voice actor uh, in terms of like saying more than three words uh so i don't know it, um, it's it just it's yeah
0: i see i mean i so again, I'm not too far along in in, in the story yet, uh, as of right now. So I can't say much as at, at the moment. What I can say is that um, I think that okay, if we're talking about the voice acting, I think that um, Master Chief sounds a little older. Um, I, I noticed it pretty early, uh, actually, in like the yeah. very first mission uh, when you go back to the to the ship. Needs a quick A little bit more gravelly. Uh, sounding so I think that they're trying to add a teeny bit of age and, and attrition to his voice which I think is really cool um I also so Steve Downs is also old yeah exactly so it's not it's not just that either it's it's also the actors old too I also think that um in terms of the halo story uh, when chief started off kind of his chief journey, he wasn't a legend he wasn't that guy out there that everyone knew and that everyone revered as as oh my god it's master chief you know once he started doing what he was doing and defeating the covenant going after the the uh, the prometheans and stuff he's building that legend he's got more people around him and he has to sort of talk he has to sort of say stuff um is it going to be the most riveting stuff in the world? Maybe, maybe not. Depends. Um, but I think it, it, that his his legend has had to kind of bring more out of him, uh, you know, conversationally and and with his relationships too. I think that kind of extends down to his relationship with the weapon, from what I've seen, um, mm-hmm. where I, I can feel this pull uh, that he has uh, as a character, um, where he 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 wants to be alone, but he doesn't want to be lonely. Right. And I think yeah. when, uh, when the weapon was kind of talking about like in the very beginning, this isn't much of a spoiler, but you know, she's like, my mission's done. I I'm, I'm done now kind of thing. Uh, I'm trying to be yeah. vague here. And he's like, no, I, yeah. I, I felt like that. No was for, a, for like more than one reason, not just because he needed her to do more stuff. It was because, it's like no, it can be. Cause that means I'm, yeah. He's like, no, I, no, 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 I don't want to, you're here now, I have somebody like Cortana now Yeah, come with me, you know what I mean? So it it
1: felt, so what he said, like the, something, the mission changes or, but yeah, exactly.
0: And so I, I guess to sum it up, to answer your question, I think, you know, on the surface chief can sound very stoic and, and like chief and it's like, okay, it's just more of that. But when you kind of peel back a little bit more of those layers, you can get a little bit more depth of his personality and his thinking. Even though how he sounds out in the you know externally uh, is it sounds like typical Chief. So um, I know that's a long answer. All I'm saying though, but all I'm saying is I
1: think it should have been Chris Pratt to voice uh, Master Chief. We're not in the segment like this. I suck.
0: I got more to say anyway, so um, (laughs) I'm not even going to acknowledge (laughs) that. Um I, I speaking of story, I do wanna so give cool. a special shout out to the banished. I think that they are pretty cool. I like them a lot. Yeah. Um I love the like the hierarchy and the like the lieutenants. Uh it, they feel like a faction. Whereas the Covenant yeah, just yeah, yeah. Felt, oh, hell yeah. they felt like a like a, you know, conglomeration of, of of you know, they felt like a covenant basically, but not really um as as interesting from a structural standpoint, um, a hierarchy standpoint, as as this group is. Um, I like the way that they are more uh, brutish. I mean, no pun intended. They're more uh, they're more mm. zealous and extreme. Uh, and I think that that makes that makes them feel more fearsome to me than the Covenant were. I think that some of their dialogue is hysterical. The grunts are funny yeah, as hell. They're they're extreme. They're zealots in their non-belief, mm. which
1: is scary because in, in the covenant, they all had a purpose, right? And these motherfuckers, the only thing they want to do is get that ring uh, built and just destroy shit. All they just want to see the world burn. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. Not, no religion, no religious tones. They just want to burn, burn the motherfucker because fuck everybody.
0: I love yeah, that vibe. I, I agree, I, I, I really dig that vibe. I just love how it's just no nonsense, just straight. Diabolical! I, I love that! I love that stuff. The, um, the little grunts' like you were saying, oh, little.
1: there some of their lines are like legit. The funniest they're shit! Funny. I'm like, what is happening?
0: Yo, I some of them were like, cause like there's there's like those propaganda, um, posts yeah. everywhere, and I'm like, I listen to them for a few seconds before I shoot them down because I was like, this is really good stuff. Um. Um, so good. I, I, the last thing I want to get into is th- is for the gameplay real quick. because I know you talked about the open world. Um, I yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that the open world for me is um, I think it's a perfect balance of of not letting you get too far away from the urgency of the matter at hand, um, but also giving you a little bit of room to breathe and go do your thing. I think there's just enough side missions and just enough um collectibles out there that make yeah. it feel um. You know, it, it makes it. It doesn't make the the world feel barren, but it doesn't make it feel overpopulated with stuff to the point where it's just icons all over the map. I like that it's a nice little balance. Um, it's never quiet for too long. Uh, there's moments where you're just kind of traversing and grapple, grapple hooking your way around stuff, and but there's always a little little cluster of enemies somewhere or an outpost not too far off in the distance that you can go to um, to keep things interesting. And I, I do like the fact, personally speaking, that it doesn't overcommit to the open world. I don't, I didn't want mm. it to overcommit. I wanted, I, I, I like the fact that it's 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 giving you that open, breathable. opportunity but it's it it is still trying to funnel you into sticking with the story because i'm sure and i don't know this for a fact because i've been kind of staying dark about the game but i'm sure when the when the story is over you can probably go back and do a lot of the the stuff you can do in the open world anyway well
1: one of the egregious things that they've done that i don't understand what the fuck they were thinking is that you actually can't replay missions you know how before you can replay him in, 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 in normal and oh, then go back to play playing like heroic? The
0: select kind of thing? Yeah. yeah I think they're working on that, that, that now, but. Yeah. It's, it's, Which is it's crazy weird. because
1: yeah. I'm playing on normal, uh, and then the first time I I, I was going to play in heroic, but I was like, I'll play on normal because once you get into the open world, I feel. And it's true. It, it, once you get into the open world and deeper into the game, the game gets a lot more difficult. Yeah. And even on normal, yeah. str- there's moments where I'm struggling. But. <laughs> I wanted, to, I wanted to have the option to play a mission on normal, and then if I'm fine, then just go back and play it on Heroic, right? Yeah. But can't do it. Nope. Can't do it. Start over. Because it, I, I, I think what they're trying to do is they don't want to break the cycle of the open world in that sense. But at the same time, it's like... Yeah. Uh, it's a video game still. Yeah. Thanks. They kind of told Potato. on
0: themselves too, and they said that they're working yeah. on, on adding that in because obviously it's doable. Like, you can't use mm-hmm. the open world thing as an excuse... At this point, you know, it's it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. You know, when you get into the open space, it's not as simple as the old school Halos where it's just mission, 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 mission. But you said you could do it. So why didn't you do it? You know? So yeah, I, I'm yeah, not yeah. a fan of that personally either. But hopefully that'll come soon. Uh, I know they're working on that. They're going to obviously add co-op in. They're going to add ray tracing in at a later date too. So, yeah, the campaign still has some missing pieces for sure. But I think other than the technical issues and the occasional quirk here or there around, um, you know, the story and the gameplay, I think that this is this could be my personal favorite Halo campaign Halo. personally. I, I, and that's saying a I lot. Think so. But it's When I play this game, I'm like, I am going as slow as I can because I don't want this to be over. (laughs) It's interesting because I feel like the co-op stuff,
1: you know, a lot of people go, oh, I play this game on co-op exclusively for the story. I almost feel like if we get to play co-op, the thing we're going to do least is the missions because we're just going to be having a fucking blast. Traversing through the world because you get into these big insta- installations of just massive, uh, you know, gathering of of of, mm. of like you know, the grunts and, and and elites. It's it's it's, it's a fun to- thing to play. Like you, I've literally just kind of been zipping around and just yeah, land in the middle of like this. Oh my bad! Like I'm in like this middle of this big thing. I'm like oh shit! Yeah, and everything's happening around me. It is it is really it is really fucking great. Oh, man. Also the uh, the soldiers that you the the marines that mm-hmm. you rescue. They're pretty. They're pretty good. They're good. Yeah, I they're mean, pre- you, you, yeah. you
0: unlock them. I think through um, you know like saving those those platoons out there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then you'll get like some type of like a like grenadier type of person or whatever. Um, I don't know the speci- I don't remember the specific ones, but I think that's cool too. I I love the fact that they yeah, do that. I, I
1: you could pick up the um once you get like the variant weapons. Uh, so there's the yeah. little targets yeah, on the yeah. map. When you, and you get the very weapons, you go back and you can actually pick, you know, get those weapons. What I do is I pick them and I drop them and then oh, I exchange them with the soldiers. Mm. And I had all my soldiers in the, not the Warthog, the other one that you can have a lot of people in there. And they all had skewers. Oh. And they were just <laughs> riding that, oh, just that's, decimating motherfuckers. Awesome. And then, like... A couple hours later, I'm on YouTube and I see a video, like a clip of somebody who's mm-hmm. the, same, it's the exact same thing. It's they're decimating Sam, motherfuckers the, out there.
0: That that kind of sandbox stuff where you can kind of make your own little thing yeah, out, yeah, of, yeah. out of the gameplay is just it's so it's so built into this game in the, in the best yeah. way possible. I've done some like impromptu like you know kind of winging it things I didn't think I could pull off that I pulled off and I'm like oh my god you know it's like those moments are so frequent in this in this game that um, it it makes it makes all those people that were talking about oh it's Far Cry but Halo it, it kind of shuts all that up because you can approach these types of you know battles and, and skirmishes in so many different ways if you want to that it, if you're playing it the same way every time that's on you You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, you could also do that in Far Cry, but it's a Far Cry
1: game. You can do all those things Mm -hmm. in a Halo game. So if you like Halo because of the gameplay aspect of it, it's all there, Mm -hmm. except you can do different things. I mean, also, shout out to the grapple hook. Like, I'm climbing on the side of mountains by just grappling high and then falling falling, and then just keeping (laughs) grappling. And it's it's, easy. And you can do that. Yeah. I mean, this is a really, I think it's really interesting the way they build that. I think the size, like I said, the map is perfect because it. they've kind of almost planned for everything. Like, you, they, there are mo- areas you can get to and it might not seem clear, but they definitely have put little spots there for you to get there. And yeah. it's a, it's really, it's really, 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 really good. Yeah, right, man. for sure. Well, I think, but, uh,
0: any, any other thoughts about uh, Infinite before we wrap? Or? Yeah, yeah. Um, but just think about Chris Pratt. I don't uh, know. He's so cool. Yeah. My my last thought so is cool. um, Definitely better than Breath of the Wild. So moving on, <laughs> uh, it is time to jump he's, in. He's lying. He's lying. I'm telling the he truth. Joking. Uh, Man, you joking, that <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> I'm so mad. All right. You're a dick. so we can go to hit points. For breaking news, rumors, and booty juice, it's time for hit points. All right, rudeness. Uh, let's talk. So we have. Um, We have a uh, a hell of a rumor uh, about a very, very long-awaited return for a very, very highly loved franchise. So, as reported by multiple sources, the latest entry in the long-awaited Bioshock series is rumored to be named Bioshock Isolation, which will be set in a 1960s Antarctic city called Borealis. How do we feel about this rumor? Problem, and how will this sequel work after all of the revelations from bioshock infinite your thoughts yeah, i think i think it'll work great i mean
1: you know the really when you look at kind of the ending of infinite uh it, it was just kind of just kind of being existential and, and a little bit uh pretentious about its approach to video games all video games are in that way, are the same. Like, there's always going to be a tower, or you know, there's always going to be a lighthouse. There's always that that kind of stuff is is, is just kind of an allegory for just video games in, to, in its essence in its core. There's always going to be the thing. Uh, so I, it doesn't matter that I don't think there's going to be any kind of story uh, issues with with this, and I don't think there's going to have they're, they're going to have to address that in any I'm way. I'm surprised it's you just, said
0: that. I totally disagree. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do this. I I'm it's but the ending the, the ending infinite is just saying hey these stories are always happening
1: there's always a tower uh uh there's always a, a lighthouse there's always this. this it this is just gonna be another one of those. I mean the really when you look at the ending of infinite that is a throwaway thing that they put at the end where it's kind of like shocking, oh shit, yeah, but really the whole twist is the whole Comstock stuff right before that. But I, I don't really see this affecting this at all. I, as a matter of fact, I am I can almost guarantee that they're not even going to touch on that. I mean, maybe talk about it in the front, but there's there's literally no reason to. I mean, it oh, doesn't I really don't know about add that at all. But how does it add to the story itself? I mean, like what 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 about that ending adds makes this difficult
0: to well, make? Well, the reason why is because they showed their hand, and they you know because of the the, the constant lighthouse, uh, you know, in some type of environment like the underwater city or the uh, you know the city in the sky type of thing. You've you've already told us through Infinite that that is the reoccurring thing that happens in this in this in this whatever string theory type of of situation going on. Sure. So if you're just going to say just happening again with this one. Right. But that's but okay. so we're going to tell you all that and we're going to say that, you know, that's that's what this whole thing consists of. We're just going to give you another story with a Booker clone and another chick and not acknowledge that. We just told you that's what all the rest of our BioShock games are going to be like. But you played you played 3 games that
1: ostensibly had that same thing going through them and we find out at the end that's what's happening, but it I I don't think it personally changes BioShock in any uh, way. I, I mean, I honestly think that kind of story that Ken Levine told, I think it really is is It's just him trying to flex and it's bullshit and it, who cares? There's always going to be a lighthouse. Yeah, who cares? We know that in every game there was one. And this one, there's going to be one in the middle of the Antarctic, uh, Antarctic Ocean or whatever the case may be. But I don't think that it's going, I don't think they need to directly reference that. And even if they do, I don't think it's going to make this a lesser game in any way, shape, or form. I mean, when you look at all the games, uh, in any kind of franchise, they are all pretty similar. So if you added that, story element to any of those franchises you're still getting the same kind of game you know it's for me ultimately i i just think that he ken levine meant this as a bookend to the series but and kind of just showing his hand saying hey uh this is what everything was all about but another game BioShock, was it called the uh, Isolation? Another game in that in that in that kind of uh, world. It's not really that that piece of story doesn't really it's not really going to affect what they're trying to do here. Just, they're just going to tell another BioShock story. I don't story. think that's going to happen. Or they're good <laughs> Yeah, I mean I I honest I honestly don't I think you're putting way too much into that ending. Way too much into that. Nobody really talks about that specific part of the uh, of, of that game anyway. Like when you when you talk about the overall arcing yeah, of the <laughs> story, it's the cop it's the cop stuff that people really well, gravitate to. They, yeah, but do I, Booker it, is is But that, that's
0: ingrained with the Booker stuff. Like that's that's who this person is. So if if the ending of Bioshock is is to basically get rid of all possible bookers, right? Then what is this game? Anything they want it to be. They're the writers but, I mean I th- yeah but hey, it can't just be, okay, well, here's another Bioshock. Because that's uh, there's got to be something that's that, that's, gonna that's be, connecting I, to these other games in some kind of way other than yeah, let's don't. just put them in a different environment because then there's no reason to go do this again. Yeah, well, there is. It's a great game. No, 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 no. Well, You're going to see, it, it, yeah. this game is not going to be... It, I, I'm, I'm almost willing to bet it's not, not going to be a, a traditional this. Bioshock. It's not going to be the same dude chick combo going through and doing all. This. Oh, probably, probably not. But it's still going to be Bioshock.
1: I, I, I just think I don't. I honestly, I don't understand your hang-up on that going into isolation. Like I don't get it at all because it could be that it doesn't mean anything. There's always a life. Yeah, we know that the, the little things that they talked about. We knew this because we played them. So. Another game in this franchise, it could be different, it could be the same. I don't think they need to address that. and They can, and they may, but I don't I don't think it's going to be a problem for them. I don't think it's well, going to be problematic for I, the game itself. I guess what
0: I'm saying is that the problem is going to be that, the, that this game is going to be very predictable. It's going to have the same type of, because if you're telling me that all of these different but universes I mean, are the same, then I know exactly what kind of story it's going to be before I play it. I yeah. know exactly what kind of enemies I'm going to go through before I play it. I know exactly uh, obviously the location is just a different type of environmental extreme right so again so but so what's the point of if it's if it's built to be redundant then yeah. what is the allure but you're kind of you're kind of describing every sequel to that's every not, game it's that's the same not true
1: that's not true yeah, it is when you look at when you look at let's let's go back to halo when you go to halo one two three it's it's Master Chief and Cortana. It's Master Chief and Cortana. No, 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 no that's Cortana. not the same thing. And then that,
0: that's, there's no multiple universes of, there's a Chief in every universe of Halo. This, this. But there could be. That's what oh, I'm saying. They could now.
1: add that story. In, they could, it, what I'm saying is that part of that story is not that smart. It isn't really that ingenious. It doesn't really change anything. He's just putting this thing on there that can attach to every game. He's kind of making this, uh, this little world around that, that idea. But ultimately, you can literally do that to Far Cry, put that idea in the middle of Far Cry and be like, there's always going to be an island. There's always going to be this. There's always going to be that. It's, for me, I I think you're putting too much into it. I, I get where you're coming from, for sure, uh, because it's a very narrative of heavy game. But that's not a very... Ken Levine, that whole thing is not it's not very
0: smart it's not very interesting at how all how smart or honestly. interesting it is isn't the issue it's that you went there you put that in front of us and said this is why all of this is happening so let me ask you this if they make bioshock isolation and it is about the same in
1: terms of like the dynamic there's there's a there's a booker like character there might be something you save some maybe not uh and then the whole the story is written well the game is is great and Start to finish, but it doesn't address the mult string theory multiverse. Is
0: that gonna be problematic? Yeah, absolutely it's problematic. I don't know. That's think the so. biggest if it's a good that, game, that is it's the a good biggest game. twist in the whole Bioshock series. That that is what connects, is the worst twist. Uh, no no no. It's the best worst is yeah. not the issue. It's that it's the biggest one. It is the most impactful thing that 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 connects all of these games together it explains why everything is what it is. If you're going to go and make another game and not acknowledge that, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what you're doing. But how how would they address that? What's the acknowledgement? That's, oh that's, yeah, we're just another that's, one of those. That's up the, and now let's look, play the they're game. they are the ones who wanted to make a sequel, so they got to figure that out. Yeah. But this is what you wanted to pick up that that Ken Levine dropped off at your door. So, you got to make it work. I'm just saying it, you you have to do something. I
1: don't know. I I, I honestly think that's such a throwaway you know, bullshit we'll thing see. at the end that we'll it's, see. I I, I can, I can, we could probably place a bet on it saying if they're even gonna acknowledge that because why would you? I mean, get rid of it. That's, it's dumb. It's, it's, we acknowledge it. Okay, there's always a lighthouse. There's always this. There's that, blah, blah, blah. I, I, if Bioshock Isolation comes out and there's a Booker do it, like character and you're saving a girl a boy a dog whatever the case may be and that's going to be your partner throughout the game and it's good i'm okay with that i did it with one i did it with two and to a lesser extent i like three uh, you know I, I think really what ken Levine was trying to do is 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 wrap up his franchise and a bow that really honestly was pretentious and and in many ways just uh dumb honestly it was just a dumb approach to that and because it was you know but
0: We'll, we'll see. We'll see what what for. I mean, here, here's what I'll say. What I want out of this game is I want it to be a new story arc. Okay, I want to know. Okay, did what is what happened in Infinite done, or is it still going on? Is is are there no more bookers, or are there more bookers? If there's no more bookers and 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 Homegirl did what she was what she set out to do, right? Then maybe the new arc can be okay. Well, why are there still lighthouses? Why are there, and it could be a new a new type of protagonist, a new type of 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 um major thing connecting all these worlds together. They could they can unpack something new within all of that. Um but if it's just more okay, well it's just another book or it's another this type he, of story, I, I don't think I'd be happy with that. He overcomplicated it because when
1: you look at the setting of Bioshock 1 and 2 being in the 60s, 50s and 60s and the setting of Bio of BioInfinite being in 1913. Um, you know, at that point we're talking about time travel we figured out the string theory in in 1913 uh so what what is is it is it dimensional is it a different dimension yeah uh, in different years there's too many there's too many variables that that this is why that doesn't work because there's too many variables with it is it it time travel is it dimensional like why did we figure this out in 1913 but the events of the original bioshock still happened like in that in that complexity that that terrible complexity just kind of not really thinking about those variables i think you can place bioshock isolation in any of those kind of things without it being booker do it without that and then just kind of explaining that away because of so many different variables within that we figured this out in 1913 the events were still happening in the 60s like i it's there's too many dumb things that he didn't take to account just because he had this great idea that he kind of shoehorned into the end of that game and I, I think it, it really fucked up the ending of that game but I don't think it's really going to do anything to hurt the franchise because you can explain that away in any bullshit way you want because there's there's, there's not theoretically it's not sound in any way shape sure. or form I, so, yeah but
0: I mean I guess it kind of reminds me of, of Kojima in a way too like introducing the whole Patriots and and you know the GW stuff and the oh, stuff and then you know looking yeah. at, at what they had to overcome with that I mean but but you know the answer had to be even, the answer had to be we have to address it even though it's crazy even though we don't know how we're going to do this how we're going to answer that 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 we still have to deal with this this thing we made and now we can't ignore it in the next game we have to we have to deal but with even
1: it. the answer the kind of answered your own no. question in that because with kojima right and all those games he released and he kind of rewritten history all those games are great games they're still good games. Ultimately, that's where I'm getting at. They're still good sure, games, no, no, no. regardless if, if the story itself is it, is it, it diverts from where it, it it started and where it ends. But that game encapsulated. Uh, no, the three, game could be four. the game could
0: be fine, but but he still had yeah. to deal with the narrative roadblocks that he put in his own path. I'm saying, but that I don't think am saying he didn't treat he, he did it poorly. Well, so uh, again, I mean, poorly, good. the yeah. subjective, but he had to deal with it. There had to be a finality to the Patriots arc. There had to be finality to the Ocelot Liquid thing. There had to be finality. Yeah. What I'm saying is that this Bioshock has to pick up in some capacity where these other games left off. And, and how they're going to do that, how good it's going to be, how bad it's going to be, I don't know. But I'm just saying they have a hell of a challenge and I, but I don't think that I ignoring don't... it is is the solution. I think they have to take on yeah, what Kevin I Lee dropped off.
1: I, I honestly think they won't it just will be another entry into the bio shop for good or bad, like you said. Yeah. Good or bad. I that I, I, I just think there it, it, it was bad the way he ended mm-hmm. that. And again, there's just too many un like there's just too many variables in that whole entire approach to even try to 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 fuck with it. Because if you get into it, you're gonna going you're gonna be going down a rabbit hole and your whole entire game is based on fixing something. Dang. You know, so I which it could be, but I, I don't know. I mean, even with the title itself, Isolation. It being separate, you know, it, that could at that at that very well mean this is a separate kind of yeah. thing within the Bioshock world, you know. But I don't know. I I I I I think you are definitely right. Uh, Correct. Big rating and this accurate. a little bit too much, uh, and I think that <laughs> you're just. It's. I don't think it's gonna. I don't we'll think see do any right. of that. But we'll see. Um, yeah, I think there's we'll another.
0: Uh, you said there was another uh, aspect of of some Bioshock news too. Why don't you cover that real quick as well?
1: Yeah, there's a rumor. Uh, there's a leak about Bioshock, the first Bioshock game, getting an RTX remaster. Um, kind of in the vein like the Metroid uh, series did, or the Metroid game. What's that Prime? Metroid
0: game called? Well, no, not Metro, uh, Metro. Metro. Oh, oh, like like a Redux kind of thing.
1: Yeah, but it was the other, the newer retro uh, Metro game. Oh, that Exodus. Came Exodus
0: that had an RTX. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah uh, like update. an upgrade. Oh. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, in yeah. that vein, uh f- we're the first Bioshock, and uh, eventually it'll be all three Bioshocks that are going to get this treatment. And so it's being kind of tested in-house, and it looks like 2K is going to probably release this. Uh And so it, 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 they're saying early 2022 is when this will come out, and then probably Bioshock isolation coming out in the latter portion of the year next year, if not 2023. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, it's super interesting. I mean, look the way that that game is is set in terms of the water and all that. The RTX oh, shit could really yeah, ray, make ray that tracing game possible. That do, game needs something. Yeah, ray
0: tracing will be very transformative for that game's look. I hope that they upgrade like like texture quality and stuff too, so that it doesn't. Yeah, because that game gooey, is. But it, it is old.
1: I'm sorry, I played that game recently. I love that game, but that game it is rough. Yeah. Boy, yeah. it's it's not yeah. it's not the
0: and I, not the newest looking thing in the world.
1: <laughs> and equally as excited if they do it for Infinite. Because you know, with all the god rays and all that mm. stuff, it, it, you know, being in the, in the sky, that that can really make that game look even better. Even yeah. though it's also aged, yeah. Not great. Maybe but, they yeah. can
0: patch in a better story too. Um, so, <laughs> uh, next and final item on our hit points is uh, some news about Sony acquiring a new studio. So, Sony has acquired the co-development studio Valkyrie Entertainment. This Seattle-based studio is responsible for supporting several high-profile projects including God of War 2018, Halo Infinite, League of Legends, and Valorant among others, and is also believed to be helping Sony Santa Monica with the development of God of War Ragnarok. Pablo, this doesn't sound like the sexiest acquisition in the world. And we talked about this in Sony's year in review, right? They don't make they they don't make like the big high-profile acquisitions, but Is this a smart one, though? Uh, And and what do you think this acquisition symbolizes for them? I think that they've been very smart about their
1: acquisitions in that they're not out there doing the Microsoft thing, spending seven point five billion dollars on an extremely huge uh, video game studio. But they are kind of you know buying these small studios that are really going to help them create these small games and, and and support. But I, I do think that they're maybe leaning too much into that, almost like Activision does, where they're buying up all these studios that makes other games for them and then just putting them in the Call of Duty house. Uh, and so I feel like this seems like one of those where it's just whatever big uh, Sony game is being made at the moment, they're just going to go and do that. Um, so I don't know. I I don't know if Valkyrie Entertainment has any kind of aspirations to make its own games, but this purchase is pretty much telling them you guys are no longer a creative studio. You guys are a support studio. Whether or not that's good, uh, for them or it's, it's great for Sony. Uh, but you know, I, I don't know. I just think they might be leaning too much into that with, with Xbox buying, uh, studios to make them games. Sony is now leaning into, Kind of doubling down on the uh, first-party studio already has by buying support studios for them, which I don't know. That that sounds great for them, but I don't know what we're gonna get. I mean, after Santa Monica is done with Thor, uh, with Thor, <laughs> uh, with um, with God yeah. of War, are we gonna get another God of War? Uh, you know, I, there's 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 a concern to be had that Sony's leaning too much into their sequels and existing IP without creating new. Uh, so I don't know. I, 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 I don't know how to feel about this one specifically. I still think it's within the line of smart purchases to help them kind of uh, move along with their first party studios. But ultimately, are we, are they just going to buy support studios throughout and just kind of, you know, double down on making this, the studio who worked on all these games now just work on one game for four years and move into the next one? one game, four years kind of eliminating contractors from the entire uh, conversation. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I personally, I love this. I think this is really, really good. And, and the reason why is because if you're Sony, it's all about the pipeline, the pipeline, the pipeline, the pipeline, because you want to make sure if you're Sony, that your games are coming out at a consistent clip as much as possible. And you already have, a great collection of studios you've got santa monica you've got naughty dog you've got insomniac you've got like really really good heavy hitting studios out there um, that know how to put out great work the best way that you can continue to get great work for them is giving them great support So if you have a studio like this who is very familiar with not only working on Sony franchises, but also other great franchises that are, you know, obviously classics or classics in the making like Halo Infinite or stuff like League of Legends and Valorant. Um, If you have a studio like that, that can help you uh, streamline your process, expedite all the things you need to get done that does wonders for you because now a game that took that that might need 4 years of development time might only need 3 or maybe even less than that so that's really huge do, do you think that there's there's not a concern about expanding their perfo- their portfolio rather than
1: because I, I feel uh sony is about to have one of their biggest years next yeah. year like they're about to fucking they're going to go nuclear inc- they're going to yeah. they're going to they're going to have a fucking yeah, yeah. year like if you guys didn't know that all the conversation, that I think I said this in the last episode. All the conversations we had about positively about Xbox, we're going to do that with PlayStation next year because there's just no way the, the, the amount of great games they're releasing. But after that, like what's next for them? I, I feel like with Xbox purchasing huge studios, you know, there's a pipeline there within that studio already within Bethesda, for example, mm-hmm. of all these games that are about to come out within the next couple of years. And then with them, uh, with Sony, they're they're very much gonna stick with, with these these pillars in terms of their first party. And obviously with these uh, support studios, they're gonna be able to pump out more right. games, but versatility and IP, like I feel like they're not really thinking about growing their IP portfolio, but just kind of honing down onto this these kind of games. Like, you know, are we gonna get... Is the next game in the series... Is the next big role of game gonna be Ghost of Tsushima 2? Uh, and... Um, and uh, the Last of Us Three, yeah. you know, like are, it's just going to be a sequel house in, in that sense. So I don't know. I yeah, I I, I like this, but I also want to see them spend a little more money and get these studios like like um like they did with the studio that did uh Returnal. Um,
0: yeah, it, it's tough because if I had to wager, I would say I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to make sure that every one of their major studios has two games in in development like almost at the yeah. same time. And I think they want to make sure that like Insomniac can continue to go at the rate they're going and that Naughty Dog doesn't... We're not waiting four or five years to see a new Naughty Dog game. I think they're more concerned about that. Yeah, the sequel stuff, I definitely agree, is, is going to be a problem for them. I think they need to kind of think beyond that uh, moving forward. But what I think they're going to try to do is what they've been kind of doing already, which is... Maybe not going out and buying big name studios, but securing uh, exclusives with certain studios like the Forspoken type of things, the, the Final Fantasies of the world, things like that, just to kind of keep like what they did with Deathloop and, and, and Ghostwire. You know, that I think they're going to continue to probably do more of that stuff for right now. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And, and just keep building through the draft like they've been doing all this time, for better yeah, or for worse. And it, it
1: be, yeah, because I mean, I also think that there's something to be said about a game studio... And their brand of video games. So even if it's a new IP, you know, Naughty Dog is going to make that third-person yeah. gritty narrative. So even if it's a new IP, it's still going to be kind of the same kind of thing where they're not really dis- diversifying that portfolio. But, I mean, when you look at the next three or four years, five years even, shit, I want to see Last of Us 3. I want to see... Factions, multiplayer, would uh, be nice. Factions, multiplayer. I want to see God of War... If there's another God yeah. of War, yeah, obviously, you know. So, it, it, just long run stuff, but
0: this is this is this is along the lines of what we've seen them mm-hmm. do, and it's working out for them. It's fucking PlayStation. Yeah. Come on, yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, that's gonna wrap up our hit points for this week's episode. So now, without further ado, it is time to get into the checkpoint chat. It's time for the checkpoint chat. All right, Pablo, we have a lot of ground to cover. The 2021 Game Awards are over, Jeff Keighley is home, and we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do for this segment of the show is we're going to start by talking about the award winners of the Game Awards. We're going to go through each of the, uh, the, the major categories and talk about the winners, talk about yeah. who they beat uh, in the nominees pool, and just our general thoughts about how all that turned out. Then we're going to segue into all of the trailers and reveals that we got a chance to check out as well and share our thoughts about the the big highlights from uh, those uh, those trailers. So now um, before we get kind of get into the award winners section, though, I, I kind of want to start with a small, small, quick little tangent Um I, I, I don't know if you're gonna agree with this I think you probably will but I think this year's show was kind of not great um and it it's not so much because of oh this game got snubbed it, that that stuff happened for sure and I yeah. thought that the, the hell I yeah thought that the trailers and reveals it was it's a pretty pretty good roster of stuff to to, to talk about that we'll get into here but my biggest problem with this was it was number one. It was Ad City. Um, just just bringing out Phil Spencer, Reggie Fizami, and having them all sit in this this beautiful you know this beautiful place, sit down with all the you know the industry's best talent, and stare at a screen and watch Intel commercials and Google Play ads up there. You brought them out to go watch that, and, and instead of bringing these developers up on stage to give them awards I don't they they like they sped through uh like five or six award categories at a time didn't even bring anybody up to give them the actual awards which I think was a slap in the face to bring them all the way out there to sit in the audience and not be able to go up and and get you know a minute of time to go up there and, and grab their trophy say a speech and go sit down I thought that was really screwed up I know that The audience watches primarily for trailers, but it is an award show. So, why bring those people out there just to make them sit down and watch movie trailers as if they're a fan? They're not just, they're not. That's Phil Spencer. That's Reggie. That's, you know, these are big names. These are big developers. Give them some time in the spotlight. This is what the show was really for, right? To celebrate uh, these people. So, I just thought that sucked. And I thought that, yeah, you know, Jeff Keely's got to pay the bills. That's for sure. But the way that it happened was just garbage to me. I thought it was disrespectful to those developers. A lot of it was weird. There was this guy like Nate Hill was like, "Come watch my stream," and I'm like, "Who the hell are you?" And he was like popping up like five, six, seven times throughout the whole thing. And it's like a three-hour show. I'm like, "Who are you, though?" So it was yeah. it was just a it was bizarre to me. I, I didn't I didn't love how it went down, and I hope that next year's format's a lot more um, balanced with the trailers, but also giving these developers some 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 love too.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think it will be better. Um, I think, uh, when you look at the past, the, the, the awards have been dwindling in terms of, uh, the exposure, right? Having people up there. I can remember where RPG and, 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 and best racing game, those games had moments where people would go up there and collect trophies and whatnot. Yeah, like you said, people definitely tune in for, for, um, for the trailers for the most part, but y- y- you're right on in that this is also an award show and I felt, Weird that I, you know, I was watching all these kind of uh, great trailers, I guess. Uh, and then, by the way, oh yeah, uh, this person
0: won a uh, best uh, racing game in the Senate. Anyway, I, commercial. Yeah, yeah. or commercial. that are like, oh, no. oh, and by the way, according to Spotify, most people listen to Doja Cat on Xbox. Like, what? Why do I need to know? <laughs> what are we talking about? What, what are, are we, we doing? doing? So I, I,
1: I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was Brian Altano who said that they should probably format it different, where. It's a two hour event or a three hour event and an hour, first hour and a half is just the awards. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just do the awards and let's have people. And then after that, we'll do all the bombast, the, the music and the, and the, the uh, trailer you know, and the ads and, all, and yeah, the yeah, trailers, yeah. all I that that's stuff. That's perfect. I, I, yeah, you know, cause I remember when, uh, Phantom Pain was revealed and it was, you know, revealed under the guise of a different kind of game. But I remember that award show specifically because there were, awards trailer awards trailer awards trailer and one more thing right and it was the 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 Moby Dick Studios right. that ended up being yeah and that was a really cool format but obviously with the fact that everybody wants in on this it was a big industry thing um it just became it just became the trailer show which is fine you can have that but don't call it an award show mm. you don't just call it another event, another kind of uh, thing that you do at the end of the year, uh, you know. But don't call an award show if you're unwilling to uh, award people. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's just it's just yeah. weird. Um, it, it was a super weird approach to everything, and this year was the worst year of that. And honestly, we're about to go over them. I think that the trailers that they showed, I don't think it was that good of mm, a year either, okay. in that sense. I, I think a lot of what they showed was either stuff we knew about, stuff I'm not very interested about, or didn't show enough to, for me to even get excited about. So, mm-hmm. we'll get into that here now, uh, so we can... yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely talk about we'll, it. We'll get about it. Uh, so let's let's start with the uh, with the award winners. So we'll kind of go through these and, and give our thoughts. Uh, so game of the year. Let's just start from the the biggest one. Uh, went to it takes two. Um, were you surprised about this uh, taking the win?
1: Yeah, I was at first, but then kind of. As I thought about it, it kind of made sense because you had a heavy Deathloop contingent, I'm sure. You had a heavy Psychonauts 2 contingent and maybe even a Metroid uh, Dread contingent. But there was also a lot of people who liked It Takes Two. And I think that those might have canceled out each other. Uh, And I think It Takes Two definitely winning that is surprising, but also not so much. I also want to say that I do think that It Takes Two, in terms of a video game, is 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 quite an accomplishment because it does so many different kinds of things so i, I don't want to sit here and say that it's undeserving of winning game of the year because deathloop wasn't great you know i, I look i'm a huge arcane fan it wasn't great metroid dread is very specific it's a very good game but it's a very niche audience in terms of people who really like that game right it doesn't have the doesn't have the appeal of a ratchet and clank it doesn't have the appeal in terms of like spread out throughout everybody same thing goes with psychonauts 2 in that same kind of metroid dread category so with that it it takes two actually makes the most sense here uh in terms of how these awards are uh you know how they come out uh but that's uh, i'm not hugely surprised on on this but it it seems weird still to me yeah i was
0: a little surprised a little just based on it's you know it it came out a good amount of time ago, and usually there's a good amount of recency bias that happens with uh, award shows, yeah. so I didn't think that it was going to get much more than this nomination, personally. But it is one of those games that's built that it it's, it's probably a game developer's favorite game because they know what yeah. it took to create all of that stuff and to introduce something For new. Sure. Uh, and interesting in that game as often as it does Um, you know we both bounced off the game at a certain point I think we both kind of realized okay I I know what this is going to continue to do for the most part Uh, so we didn't come back to it after a while but I think yeah we did we We finished it yeah we did did not we stopped at yes we stopped at the ice level and we never finished it no we came back we finished (laughs) this game Yo, Pablo is tripping. Yo, we never finished it, dude. We stopped at um it's like a it's like the ice like castle level. It's kind of like Harry Potter looking. And we did the puzzles uh in there, and then we got to we got done with all that and then you, you I never forget, you like I'm kind of not feeling this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? I'm pretty sure never. we finished this game. No. No. I I YouTubed it to kind of watch like how everything like buttons up, but we never beat it. So oh. Interesting. Never happened. Okay. Uh, but regardless, I mean, I I think it was a deserving pick based on what the game does and how impressive what it does does. And we had some really fun moments in that game, too. So I, I'm, I'm cool with yeah, it. Oh, I yeah. didn't go, oh, man, that, that's a, you know, this game got robbed. I felt like it was deserving, even though it was shocking, it's a, you know.
1: It's a bad year for games. Yeah. Uh, it was. In terms of like a lot of good yeah, games. Absolutely. Uh, Deathloop, uh, fucking hell, we'll get into it. Yeah, well, it that's
0: coming up next, because it did win uh, the award for Best Game Direction. Um, I don't know what that uh, means, to be I honest with it's, you. I, I mean, think it's just because, oh, you know, it, it did the time loop thing, and oh, that's that's unique. Honestly, I, I, I love Cyclonauts too, and I think...
1: When you look at that game and the way that game kind of is melts into different areas and, and how it's telling a cohesive story through all these kind of variations of like mental states and all that stuff, I think that direction was really well done in
0: that, that game. That was I my think pick. more than any that was my pick.
1: Yeah. More than any game, uh really, because you got returnal, psych like I guess I have a... I I guess I don't know how to feel about a game direction if it's a roguelike. Because, I mean, what do we... I I don't know. You know, And I I also think Ratchet & Clank being there for best game direction, I mean, I I think that's a deserving nomination as well. I mean, I I, I was personally between It Takes Two, Psychonauts Two, uh, in terms of what I thought was going to win. I honestly thought It Takes Two was going to win it based on how it also Mm. melds all those little games together into one. But uh, but Psychonauts Two is probably my, like, fan boy wanting it to win but you know
0: whatever I mean I don't know I don't need I don't know what this means I don't know why Deathly won this yeah, this was a weird one uh, for me Um and and another sure. award that it won that we'll get into in a few minutes I, I, I didn't really think that it deserved to win um, anything if I'm being totally and I'm not saying that just to be yeah, you know 100%. a troll or whatever I just I, I think that in every category there was a game that I thought was a better fit to win than this one uh, from a personal yeah. standpoint and this was one of them for sure um, yeah Best narrative, man. I was hyped about this win for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't think it was going to win this one personally, but I, but this yeah. is what I voted for. Person, like when I when I picked my picks, I'm so happy this one because this story is, you know, we talked about it when we when we were uh, playing it. So underrated, so underrated, dude. So I was I was on cloud nine when this took the award. How did you feel? Yeah, same. I think that it deserves
1: it. Um, I think Psychonauts Two story is a little more complex in its approach to mental states and all that stuff, and I think that it's really well written. Uh, but I do think, in terms of overall entertainment and kind of just the the, the entire approach to the game, and really, there's a, there's a there's a there's a there's a part of me that also was so not into this game mm-hmm. at all, like before yeah. it came out. That it, not only does it come out, not only is it good, but the narrative is fucking fantastic. I think. Um, I think I want a Psycho Two to win, but I think Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is the right choice here. I think that that's the best narrative of the year yeah, for me. I, I so. see
0: that. I mean, I don't know. I, I never beat Psycho so I, I'm not going to you know claim to know the you know how how it all wraps up. But I I think some of the mental health elements that the game touches on to me is a bit overblown i don't think it really goes there in the way that it it's described not by you but by other people who talk about the game it does it does it definitely does so
1: it it definitely does as a game like there's a there's a part of that game where it feels a little wacky in the in its mental approach Mm -hmm. and then it gets really serious in the middle portions It, it definitely goes there but overall when you're playing a game i just feel like there's two there's so many elements of Marvel's Legacy. Everybody's talking, yeah. you know, the, the, the writing, the
0: wittiness, the banter, all that shit could have gone to hell and all of it. All was, of it, man. All of it. Loved so, it. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. So yeah, yeah. So speaking of uh Deathloop not deserving to win uh, an award, I thought winning Best Art Direction was was a shock to me. I, I don't know on what constellation, what planet Deathloop would win this award over some of these other nominees, but it did. I'm I'm kind of shocked. Do you have the nominees pulled up on, on your side? I'm trying to look okay. for you. Yeah.
1: I'm looking for that one
0: right now. Because I remember there because, was a, uh, at least two yeah, that got it. were like, that's gotta be better than Deathloop. So, the
1: nominees for Best Art Direction were Deathloop, Canter Bridge of Spirit, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank,
0: Riff Apart, and The Artful Escape. I think the last three you you, you named could have and should have easily took this. One of those three to me would have been perfect. I, I, I think,
1: again, I don't understand what this means. Yes, I don't uh, get it. Best art or best art direction. Those are not the same thing. Uh, so I don't know specifically what they're going at here. I think Deathloop's art direction, I think, is good. I think, you know, they've they built a world within that art form, that art style, and it's, and it's, it's good. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think that every other game here is better <laughs> uh, in, in that sense. Um, You know, Kenner Bridge uh, of Spirits, Whatever you may say about gameplay wise, I think with the rod and just kind mm. of the, the magical kind of Pixar y way that the game is shown, that is better for me than Deathloop. Psychonauts 2 is literally art direction of the game. I oh, mean, all everything of it is. I mean, yeah. it's, it's literally just, you can have it it's like a fucking Van Gogh painting or some shit like that I mean everything is is, is, is art direction uh, uh, so I don't understand yeah. that Wretched and Clank is fucking on a great. technical level uh, it's you like know, come on who, who on a technical who, level who better yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so. honestly, you know, when you look at Ratchet and and, and his kind of art direction and then like the hair on it. Oh, I mean, man. all this little stuff, I mean, it is fantastic. I mean, and the Artful Escape literally like Psychonauts 2, it's all fucking art direct. I mean, it's called the Artful Escape, <laughs> goddammit. it. It's I mean, it's in the goddamn thing, name, yeah. you know? It, it it's it's whole thing and it is it is a impressively it's an impressive game based on its art. So I don't understand this at all. I honestly thought that Artful Escape was gonna win it because in terms of an artistic approach to the game, that's all this game is. Yeah. You know? Literally. So Deathloop winning this is is is, is a farce. It's fucking comedy. Yeah, it's I don't I, get it. Again, it's not bad. It probably deserves a nomination based on this. It doesn't deserve a win. Like, get the
0: fuck out of here. That's crazy to yeah, me. Yeah, I agree, man. I yeah. agree. Um, so I had one get off the chair moment. In, in, in happiness when when Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy won best narrative, I had my second when Near Replicant won best score in music. Um, I uh, I played Near Replicant. Um, oh boy, I have to give him credit, but Pavel recommended the game to me, and it was really good. Uh, and uh, <laughs> man, the music in that game is so addicting to i was humming it to myself singing it to myself like it is still really good. to good i mean it, it's some of the best music i've ever heard in, in, a, in a in a game and, and, I, and i truly mean that one song in particular and it's a very common song in that game but um like i had like a almost am i about to get choked up off of the beauty of this song moment like i was like yeah, yeah, yeah. but um it's... yeah it was it was special so the fact that this game got so much love enough to win this award for me, it was like, I'll take it. I will definitely take it. How yeah,
1: it was a it was a surprise, um, a surprise nomination because I didn't think that this game not because it doesn't deserve it, just because I just think like it was just gonna get lost in the mm-hmm. shuffle. Uh, but that's how good, that's how good that this uh, this game is in terms of that uh, score. When you look at the, uh, who was it? Uh, I forgot his name, but he's done a lot of really good music uh so it's 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 really good and he deserved the win i i i guess i would say in terms of the other nominations um i think maybe for me i would have liked cyberpunk uh to win uh in terms of that i think the score of cyberpunk is yeah. fucking great um it's you could talk shit all about you want about the game in terms of how it came out and the state it came out that music hit from day one that shit was fucking raw as fuck i love that music uh and I think you know, I, Marvel's The Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I always have an aversion to those games winning because they're using licensed music. Uh, but there is a art to the way they use uh, the music. It, it it works really, really well. Uh, so, and then you know, The Archival Escape. I, I thought that music was was cool. But I do like that new replicant one. Uh, one here, I think it, it deserves it. Uh, and overall, it, it really just it really uh, it really makes that game even more. Yeah, definitely. You know?
0: definitely for sure. Um, speaking of sound, we got Best Audio Design that went to Forza Horizon Five, um, which I thought was fitting. Um, definitely a, a, a consolation prize uh, because it's not nominated for Game of the Year, which is still a farce. But um, yep. definitely deserving. I mean, you know, it was it, it's great. Uh, you know, all it, to to have that many cars and have to design the sound for those cars, pack it, have it sound realistic environmentally. Uh, like when you're driving through a tunnel or things like that. The the natural sound of, of, of Mexico uh, in terms of the ambiance is all there. Uh, the soundtrack was was cool. I think it was probably the weakest part of the game uh, compared to other Forzas. Uh, there wasn't enough there that was yeah. to like up my alley. But other than that, I thought this was a good pick, personally. How did you feel?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I felt the same way. I mean, it, it, like you said, Constellation Prize. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 a shame that this game didn't get more love in other places um, you know based on just the technicality of the game the fact that it's actually
0: a good game yeah. but you know it is what it is at that point okay. yeah alright moving on we got best performance that went to Lady uh, I think it's pronounced Dimitrescu or something like that uh, Resident yeah, Evil Village was, yeah, Lady exactly. D got that award so how do you feel about that
1: yeah I'm uh, fine good I think that's a good pick. I think it's a, I think maybe it's the right pick. Again, have a little bit of an aversion to, um, to kind of, uh, actors like Giancarlo, uh, Esposito playing Anton Castillo, mm. even though I think he did a great fucking job. And maybe, I guess, in terms of performance, he should have won this, but he's an actor. It's what he does. You know, I like giving the, these awards to people who, who, uh, who probably, th- Don't get much love as much as they should. I, I personally would have uh, picked Jason E. uh, Kelly for, uh, Colt for Deathloop. Out of all the places that Deathloop should have won, it should have been here, I think. I think Colt is make, made Mm -hmm. that game bearable. I played it more because of him, I guess. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, yeah, I think it, for me, my pick probably, uh, Okay. Uh, in that sense, but Lady D is is, is yeah, with me I,
0: She got my vote. Um, I, I think that she's she was incredible, and we'll we'll talk about a lot of this stuff when we get to our game of the year uh, discussions. You know, in, yeah. in a few weeks, but um, I think for me personally, I thought this was a great choice. She was she was very captivating, and and, and it wouldn't have been possible without uh, having such a good voice actor and a good performance uh, to go along with it. So I, I think this is a good a good choice. She she almost made me stop playing the game after
1: her mm-hmm. because. In my, I'm like, it's gonna, not gonna get any better, and it never does. Yeah, she, she, but, but she, she was like the was boss awesome.
0: of, of of this game. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, once she was gone, it was like, oh, I want more. Yeah. <laughs> even though
1: every, even everybody else did great in the game was really good, but I, I yeah, she, they, they've. You know, she should have oh, been yeah. in it more, but yeah, that's, that's yeah. a good pick. For sure.
0: uh, best indie game goes out to Kana, Bridge of Spirits. Um, you guys know how I feel about this game. I, I, I'm not a big fan of it, although I think for this category, I don't know what I would have chosen over this either. Um, you know, I, I, I wasn't really too big on this category personally. I'm not a big indie game person any, anyhow, so it's cool that Cana got this. They got some love, and hopefully they'll make a better game uh, next time around yeah I'm shocked that Description didn't win it because that's been the talk of the town I time. tried that by the way uh, I forgot to tell you I tried the demo for that Uh eh, it's alright it's not for it's, I, it's I think not, it's cool it's not, but yeah. it's not for me but I love I love the yeah, art style yeah, I love the art style yeah Um. so
1: for Inscription and Loop Hero are games that people have been talking about incessantly uh, Loop Hero just came out on yeah. the Switch yesterday I think uh, it's a card-based game, so it's not going to be something that I check mm. out. But you know, uh, people really love Death's Door too. I mean, th- Death's Door is going to be on a lot of people's top five I lists. Think so too. Uh, yeah. So, so it's really weird that I didn't win here. I, uh, uh, I think it, it probably should have been Death's Door. Twelve minutes should definitely be on the most disappointing <laughs> game of the fucking year. Uh, man, people talk about that game so much. You know what? <laughs>
0: Anyway, yeah, uh, it's fine. Whatever. Moving on, we have best action game, and it goes out to Returnal. Um, Returnal, as of late, has been getting a lot of like resurgence with how people, how much people love it. So I wasn't shocked that, that it won um, in, in in this category per se. It wasn't something that I loved at all, uh, and, I, and we talked about it's it a on consolation our prize. But, as yeah, well. I, I, it was sort of like a consolation prize to me, um, where I think it it made sense that it won something. And I'm cool with it winning this one, but it wouldn't be my pick personally. I don't like these categories because it,
1: they don't make sense. Best action game goes out to Returnal, but the best game overall is Deathloop. So why did Deathloop also win this? Because it's obviously the best yeah. game, right? Why, you know? So these when you do these subcategories like that, I don't understand them. Mm-hmm. Like you know, also the fact that um, I don't know. And action is such a broad well. in the term next category well. is like
0: action adventure. So like what? Uh, okay, so are you saying that? Yeah. Returnal's not advent like it's not an adventure either. Like what what are we doing here? Yeah. So that's a little weird, but yeah. yeah, it's whatever. Um I don't have much else to say about it, do you? Yeah. No. I don't like Returnal. Um Best Action Adventure yeah. game does go out to Metroid Dread though, and I'm really glad this won an award. I thought this was a game that I was afraid of was gonna get get, it it didn't get a lot of chatter. Uh, or buzz like shortly after the game came out, it kind of fizzled out. So I was a little afraid that it wasn't going to get anything. Uh, but I'm I'm cool with it getting this, and I think it is a, it is the right um, it is the right category for I think a game like this to win because it's very much it I, is very much that fitting yeah, in this I, in this pot. I think people would ride
1: it if this didn't win. There, I mean, I I. Honestly, if I had to bet money in one of these awards, my money would have gone to Metroid Dread winning mm. this category. I mean, there's just no fucking way. First of all, it gets a nomination so people, yeah. you know, know about it, right? <laughs> and then,
0: so, there's just no way. I, I didn't think anybody was going to pick any other game than, than Metroid yeah, Dread. Yeah, so. same. Um, all right, consolation prize. Oh No, no, not, not yet, not yet. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, best RPG uh, goes out to Tales of Arise. I don't think that there was a much better option here, personally. I think... Yeah, I mean, I I guess I'm I'm still thinking, you know, uh, you know the the actual 2021 releases. I think I think Tales of Rise made the most sense. Um, I didn't. I I think Cyberpunk has a case to make to win it, but I think people are still too salty, which I think is kind of. Yeah, yeah. got robbed. You really get over that shit. Cyberpunk is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll have a conversation later on Tyra Punk should have won this
1: and also should have been nominated for uh, Game of the Year as well that's just hot take city alright so,
0: uh, best uh, sports slash it,
1: it, it's a hot take it's a hot take today when that game comes out for next gen and it's good to go people are gonna be writing these uh, misunderstood game of the generation type in, of and uh, that articles. voice
0: too Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Uh, okay. (laughs) Best sports slash racing game goes out to Forza Horizon 5. We're sorry, Forza here. You can win two awards. Uh, That's all this sounded like to me. Uh, Obviously, this one was a given because of the category. Um, Again, sad that it didn't get more love and and, and, uh, was put in the Game of the Year category. But no surprise surprise that it won. Um, Best multiplayer game, It Takes Two. Um, Made sense to me. I think this was cool. I think so. Um, you know, it's it's a uh, it's it is the most unique use of multiplayer uh, in terms of its co-op use and and functionality. It's fresh. It's interesting. It's fun, uh, and it's definitely doing something that uh, we haven't seen in a long time as, as good as it is. So I was happy with this choice personally. Um, any thoughts on this one? Yeah. No, uh, that's that's the right yeah. choice. You know, everything else out in this category is Back for Blood, Not God
1: City, Monster Hunter uh, Rise. New World and Valheim. I guess a a case could have been made for
0: Valheim because that game was like huge for like, and uh, people do like New World a lot too. But I I think it takes two. It's just a different, a different league.
1: Yeah, it's 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 the game. It's its whole. It's its whole appeal. It's its whole approach. You know, Joseph Ferris is unapologetic in his vision, and literally make a game that makes a game that you have to play with somebody else. Nobody does that anymore. They just you could play by yourself if you want. It might not be the best experience, but you can do it. This game by itself would have been not good. So you know he unapologetic to his vision and it's great and I think it deserves to win what best multiplayer.
0: And the last one uh, is most anticipated game. Elden Ring won this one. Were you, su- were you surprised about this one compared to Zelda no, because and, it's, and you know, God of War and all that? Like,
1: man. No, because because the reason is, is Elden Ring is the closest to release. The hype is at its all-time high right now. And then games like God of War Ragnarok don't have a release date. Horizon Forbidden West could have probably made a run for this, for its money in that sense, but, you know, Elden Ring contingent, those people, it's 100% fan base, and they're very... uh, I I don't know anybody who is a rabid Horizon defender as there are from from software games defenders, so that that in its own. Uh, Sequel Legend of Zelda, uh, I... That game is... Done. Nobody knows when that game... Is. It had kind of a confirmation that's coming out next year because they showed the Nintendo thing and it says what's coming out in 2022 and they showed it there. I was looking for that, making sure that that was on were. there because I was like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Starfield is coming out at the end of next year. It's a new IP. You know, I don't think there's people think it's going to be bad. I just think when it comes to recency bias, it just had its, its, its um, that, that beta. People are really into it. Yeah, othering makes a lot of sense to me, but overall, this category fucking what is this category? Get this category the fuck out of here. You're giving you're giving people awards for things that they have accomplished, but then you have a category that you're giving an award to a, a group of people who've done nothing yet, who've not accomplished anything, who've not proven anything with the with the IP. He did a whole bunch of shit here. Thank you for doing this. You are the best at this thing. you're the best at making. <laughs> Anticipation? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? You're giving award for nothing. These people have done nothing. Oh, they have proved when nothing. You put yet. it like that. This award is dumb. Put it Like
0: that. That does make sense. <laughs> I, I didn't think about yeah, it. it,
1: it does not make no sense. Oh, man. Make it make sense. Geoffy, Kigali.
0: Kihili, Kigal balls Come on, man. All right. So, uh, rounding out our game awards discussion, we are going to talk about all the trailers, reveals that we saw. At this event, and so we're just going to kind of go uh, somewhat in order of, of when they were um, shown to us. And so we got a couple of pre-show things in here, starting with uh, a new trailer for Tunic. I know this is a game that you've been really kind of interested in. Uh, no? Not anymore? Not anymore. After that trailer, I mean, after that demo, oh. um,
1: that it was. it's too much Dark Souls, not enough Zelda, And also, our style is really cool, but ultimately, I don't, I don't, after, I like Dark Souls, that's it. I don't like Dark Souls likes, I don't, uh, that's kind of something that I've realized with Death's Door being a game that I had a lot of fun up front, but then realizing, I don't like this kind of game in this kind of setting, which is what Tunic is, 100% of the way. It it really is, and, and this creator is really open about it. It is inspired by Zelda and Dark Souls. It is and it is those yep. two things to a T. And at that point, I think the game looks beautiful. It looks good. I am not really too excited about this anymore. Yeah, so I really agree. Really I
0: think point. if you're if you loved uh, Death Story, you're going to probably love this. But this to, for this almost the exact same reasons. I, I just don't need to keep seeing Dark Souls elements in other other genres. I'm just kind of tired of that. Um, let, let, let it be in its own lane, I guess, and, and stop trying to infuse yeah. this stuff that you're doing as a top-down, isometric game with Dark Souls. Like, what are we doing here? And stop.
1: Also, the Zelda formula yeah, to It's a need, formula. I don't understand... Yeah, you don't need it. Yeah. You don't, you
0: don't really need to do this stuff.
1: I don't understand why people want to do I, more. Yeah. And it's like it feels like I, I, I'm being smart about my development, but it's also, you're not, because you're just, instead of being inspired by one thing, you're inspired by two things, and really you're leading letting that lead the way
0: into how you develop a game. So, yeah. it's, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so up next they showed uh, the debut trailer of The Expanse, a Telltale Games series. Um, I kind of dig The Expanse. I like that show. And I think this is, yeah, personally, too. I'm not going to lie, I was hoping to see The Wolf Among Us 2, uh, or season 2, Uh, So I've been dying to see, you know, if if they're if they're gonna actually bring that back, like like I hope they will. But I'm kind of I'm kind of interested in this. I'm not gonna lie. I'm 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 not too
1: excited yet because Telltale is not a company. It's a noun. It's 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 all it is now. That that doesn't exist. So a Telltale game is is series. I I don't understand what they're going for here. What do you mean? Telltale's not making this. It's Deck Nine who's making this. Telltale doesn't oh. exist. That's not a Wait. company anymore. Oh. Uh anymore.
0: Oh. I thought they. I thought they came. Yeah, the people who back.
1: made, the people who made uh uh the, the most recent.
0: Oh. Game. The uh, uh, yeah N- I know uh, what you mean. I know what you mean. I can't. We're, uh, we're recording, uh, so uh, I don't even the, know. I'll, I'll know when we stop yeah, recording. Yeah, I don't know.
1: No way of knowing. <laughs> no way no. But uh, I know. Um, uh, True Colors. Oh, Life is game. Strange. Uh, don't not Life is True Colors. That. Yeah, don't no no donut didn't make that. It was Deck Nine really? who
0: did that. Really? Okay. Yeah, man. Deck Nine has taken over that that whole
1: kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Deck Nine has taken over that entire kind of uh,
0: genre. They've I guess.
1: taken the donuts and then they're taken the Telltale and now they're making this. And again, they're using Telltale games as a noun here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so
0: okay, what you, what you get
1: mean. excited, but then it's really not really being made right now. So we'll see. I I love. You know, Life is Strange, True Color, I thought it was great, you not so much, but I think that this game lends itself to, uh, you know, this experience, The Expanse, it lends itself to that kind of experience. I just don't know if I'm too excited, I don't know exactly, you know, what to expect here is basically what's happening, and the fact that it's calling itself Telltale Games...
0: I feel a little yeah. weird. Okay, uh, I can see that. I'm, I, I just think yeah. that the sci fi drama yeah. aspect of it is a good fit for this. Though, yes. For this type of oh, game. Yeah, yeah. The experience yeah, should yeah. work. Yeah. All right. So, this one has been getting the most hype out of all the stuff that uh, was shown. And it is absolutely Hellblade 2 Senua's Saga. We saw a real time gameplay trailer uh, showing uh, a section of the game. Um, people are really really shocked about how good this game is, is looking and, and, and coming along. How are you feeling about this though? I gotta, okay. I think visually this shit looks
1: crazy. Like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it looks nuts. I, I was waiting for like, it you to get it somewhere. It's almost unbelievable that it's gameplay, but I do have my concerns. To be honest, I thought that this game was going to be better, not just in its graphical approach, but also in its gameplay approach. The game footage, while graphically incredible, obviously we've already established that, it still looks stilted and almost on rails. That's why they were able to accomplish that incredible cinematic gameplay aspect because I can see just kind of like you throw in the, the thing, right? Pressing a button to throw the thing and then... It cuts into a little scene where you're running away. Maybe you're controlling her to move her, whatever the case may be. But it still feels very much on rails. Uh, the first uh, Hellblade game was a great game, and it, for what I was trying to do, uh, but it didn't feel awesome playing mm-hmm. it. You know, there was it, it felt a little yeah. bit stiff. in here, and I and I feel like that's still the approach in terms of that. It's still very cinematic. It's it's not... And I guess it's a shame on me for thinking it's going to be like, God, of word. It's not what I thought. But I just thought that the the way... And maybe it will. You know, maybe it, maybe when once they show more, maybe it will. But I just feel like it's more of a cinematic experience than an actual video game, third-person action-adventure type of game that mm. I thought it would be. And it's something that they kind of hinted at when they were making Hellblade 2 is that they were going to focus more on the on the gameplay aspect of it. But I don't know. I, I, I it just still felt kind of stilted and on rails. Was my takeaway from the gameplay yeah. aspect?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I, I definitely wanted to see combat. I, that, that's what I was hoping for the most, and because I, I, you know, the first game, uh, the combat was very hollow. It was just parry slash slash Perry slash and yeah. that's fine for like an hour but you have to have more than that yeah, going yeah, yeah. on and, and um, I think that they are definitely going to position, they being Microsoft, are going to try to position this not directly or any kind of like obnoxious way but this is kind of going to be their their god of war in a sense. It's that, It's got a similar sort of over the shoulder cinematic vibe. It's it's very yeah. mythical in, in some ways too it, you know, at least aesthetically. Um, I, I don't think it's going to you know be in the same league per se but i think that they would love for i a- just
1: think it ha- the gameplay has to be better for the exactly game that's compete, what i was going
0: to say like it, for, for them to be able to have something even in that ballpark, they have to have something with, with good gameplay. It can't it can't be the puzzle-solving thing from the first game with, like, hollow combat. It can't do that. It has to be a little bit more dynamic and, and more action-adventure-y uh, than, than what it was the first time around. But we'll see. I mean, but visually, though, I was stunned. I'm like, uh, I think that's why I texted you. I'm Stunning. like, wow. I mean... She just yeah. looks so incredibly realistic. Everything in that game looks realistic. It's not even just like, oh, the protagonist I, looks good, but everybody else looks like crap. Like everything oh, yeah. looked really. I good. I went back and saw Same. it in 4K. Oh my yeah. god! Oof, man. My God. Xbox man, I like that console. It's a good, it's a good it. system. <laughs> um, speaking of, uh, you know, something that looked good graphically. I'd say the Star Wars Eclipse uh, reveal trailer looked pretty good graphically. It's from Quantic Dream, uh, the people who made Detroit Become Human, uh, Heavy Rain, uh, what else? Beyond Two Souls, Beyond Two Souls. Uh, Fahrenheit, or what? Yeah, I mean, the, those bad games that are shit. overrated. Um, A little bit. How do you feel about this one?
1: oh, look, I'm just happy that, you know, Activision wasn't represented at all in the Game Awards, but Quantic Dream was great. You know, they're such a good company. And they have no way, shape, or form have been seen in a
0: negative light at all. What a great guy, David Cage is just... He's a good man.
1: Uh, fuck that. Fuck all this <laughs> shit. Uh, I've never been as low as I've been on Star Wars from a fan standpoint because I think that the you know the, the sequels that came out uh, fairly recently failed to to even reach the heights that uh, you know the original did. Obviously, you know that's just a hard cookie to crack in that sense. But the the games have been good. I mean, we're we're seeing a, 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 a you know. A, the Star Wars games have, that are coming out seem to, to really get the, the IP more than movies do. And I don't know what this is going to be when you look at a Quantic Dream game. I don't understand. You know, Star Wars is lightsabers, action. There is a political element to it, especially with the prequels. I'm not sure I want to stand there in the console and kind of uh, talk about pol- Star Wars and uh, politics of Star Wars with Quantic Dream. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to get out of there way in terms of how they make games is they're going to go more action uh, adventure you know orientated I don't know what's going to happen here uh, Quantic Dream is a very specific kind of mm-hmm. game which they've made and iterated on and reiterated on and it's gotten better graphically sure I think that the writing is horseshit I think that they are they think they do important work when they do not uh, you know I I i i don't i think star wars is perfect because they're they write a lot of bullshit the star wars is a lot of bullshit so it's a perfect vehicle for them That's and their messy, writing skills messy. however <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> however i don't know i don't know what this game is going to be
0: you mm-hmm. know like
1: in terms of how am i going to play it you know that, which is very important
0: to me yeah I mean, in that sense you know, uh earlier you said tough cookie to crack i just want to acknowledge that for a second that i just thought of like a like ridiculously hard cookie to bite through. Um, Like just a stale cookie. And that's actually a pretty fitting description for how I feel about this. It just feels like a stale (laughs) chocolate chip cookie that just used to probably taste good, but then you realize it's just a chocolate chip cookie. And it looks good. Yeah, I mean, it's so Quantic Dream. Like it has like the close-up of a retina, like of an eye to see how oh look at the detail look at the eyelashes and you know it's 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 the same thing and it's like you know it's gonna be like it's it's gonna be like the the finger gymnastics game of hold l2 and tilt the left analog stick quarter clockwise and just to swing your lightsaber left or something dumb like that like i could just see it now it's gonna be annoying um but hey i I think it's gonna be that that cool spectacle looking game to kind of show off nice looking graphics but other than that, I have no interest yeah. in actually playing this thing at all. Yeah,
1: I don't know, man. I, like I said, we don't. I, I, I'm really interested to see what, if it's like Kevy Rain
0: or in that way. it's like, why? I don't want to do that in Star Wars, yeah. but We'll see. Um, up next, we have Wonder Woman, uh, which is being made by Monolith, the creators of the uh, Shadow of Mordor series and the owners of the Nemesis System patent, which will be used in this single player open world. Game, a uh, little bit of a weird marriage there of uh, you know going open world with a you know a Wonder Woman character with a Nemesis system too. I wonder how they're going to pull all that together. But I'm interested to see how it comes out. But I just don't have any interest in this game as somebody who's not a big comic fan. So how do you feel? I'm a, I'm a big DC fan myself, um, and I don't have
1: any real interest in this. In that this just seems weird, but also. A big renaissance here of, of you superhero you, yeah. games.
0: There's more you know, we more, got,
1: more. Yeah. We got a lot of stuff coming and this just feels like a cash grab. Like, they probably were able to get the license for Wonder Woman and then now they're putting it just to release a, a, a game in that, in the superhero genre, but also they're going to implement the stuff that they're known for because they have the basis of the development yeah. tools there for that. And so mm. I just think, I don't think Wonder Woman and I don't think Open World. I don't think Nemesis system. There's a, there's a lot going on there that doesn't make a lot of sense, uh, for me. Uh, it's definitely a wait and see approach for me on this. Uh, I think Monolith with the, uh, Lord of the Rings games is specifically the first one. Really cool, really interesting, really new. Uh, it's not so much the case. The second one was overbloated with just shit everywhere to do in that map. It was really yeah. like uh, anxiety-inducing game. I just couldn't play. I couldn't touch it anymore. Uh, but we'll see what Wonder Woman is. I, 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 I don't get it. I don't get the 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 melding of these uh, of these little systems in there. I don't know how that's gonna yeah, play out. But <clears throat> could it be good? Yeah, sure. Could it be bad? Absolutely. But it's a wait and see approach for me. Uh, we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, I don't want to beat
0: a dead horse about the whole, you know, uh, oversaturation of comic book games, but it's starting to get kind of absurd at this point. Now, like, I mean, yeah. it, 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 at some point, we gotta we gotta chill. It's just becoming way too much. of this, and it's it's taking some of the interest out of. I would imagine even even if you are like a big DC person out there, uh, or comic comics in general, this has got to be getting a little exhausting at this point. It's in some form or fashion like there, there is too much of a good thing i <laughs> you know so yeah i i think that the saturation is obviously in the that it's
1: incoming i don't think there is one right now but there there's about to be and that's a problem because you know we went from spider-man being great you know now we got yeah. sequel coming then we got ring following it then we got this uh this sons whatever oh the oh forgotten yeah, Sons the whatever game marvel yeah. game yeah, it's coming. A lot of weird stuff like that and then this Ooh. shit like this and then you got two DC games coming out next year with uh Suicide Squad and um and the Batman Gotham game. So, uh I'm tired. you know, and none of those games and none of those games are like traditional first-person narrative driven games. They all have a weird twist. Wonder Woman seems to be the only one that is probably going to be that uh, that narrative. So that might be yeah. a saving grace, you know? It's not a four-player co-op fucking
0: amalgamation of shit. Yeah. So, we'll see. All right, man. Yeah. Let's keep pushing through these. Uh, we have uh, Alan Wake 2 got a reveal trailer, which I was pretty excited to see. Um, you know, coming out in 2023, uh, no less, but uh, sounds like they're billing this as a uh, as a straight-up survival horror game uh, through and through, and... Um, Alan's looking a little dingy out here in these streets, man. A little, little, <laughs> little disheveled, if 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 you shall. Um, but uh, I'm I'm actually you know glad to see that they announced this, that they have confirmed it. It's been rumored forever. It's just time to go ahead and say yes, we're doing this. And you know it can go in the dark now for for as long as it needs to. I'm just glad to know that it's actually happening and that you know fans are going to get a, a true sequel to this uh, to this series. So yeah. I'm I'm cool with it. I'm happy to see it. How do you feel?
1: Yeah. Yeah, same. I yeah, I'm glad they got it out of the way. Worst kept secret in the yeah. last couple of months in terms of that, so I would know it's here. Uh, and it's going to be a survival horror game as well, which is I think is the right move uh, in the vein of games like uh, Resident Evil and Evil Within. I think it, that's a really good yeah. approach here. Uh, the game's always been atmospheric and its tension, mm-hmm. so coupling that with actual horror elements, it's a great fucking mix. Uh, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. And Sam Lake is a fucking treasure. I All think that time. guy is fantastic. All the
0: time. Yeah. Um, moving on, we have <laughs> so inside baseball. I didn't even write this in uh, to our docket, um, but Pablo snuck it in. Uh, Warhammer forty k Space Marine two. You wanted yeah. to talk about this, so what do you got? Yeah,
1: man. The first Space Marine came out in two thousand eleven, and it's it came in the same year I think that God of War, I uh, not God of War, uh, Gears of War three came out, and so it got overshadowed. It is not. In any way, shape, or form, like equivalent to Gears of War quality-wise, but it is a really good game. Like it's a, it really is. it's fun. It's really fun to play. Uh, it def- definitely has that uh, in in terms of its approach. It definitely was coming off of what Gears of War One, Two did. They really wanted it to be that, and I think it does a really good job on that. I just think that graphically it was a little bland. It was very brown, uh, and it got it got a little stale there uh, towards the towards the end because it just. It felt, you felt the budget. People who love that game have been asking for Space Marine 2. Nobody thought it was going to happen. And it's finally here. I, I I am not losing sight of the fact that it's a Warhammer game. But I am constantly looking for that next, for for a game like this and that genre with a, a Dungeons & Dragons or Warhammer to, to finally elevate itself outside of just being another one of those. And I think Space Marine 2 has the ability to do that. I put it in here because I'm interested, uh, cautiously optimistic that it can. Uh, So we'll see what happens. I mean, I I hope that it's good. I hope, I hope that it's 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 everything that people want it to be in terms of a sequel to this game. Uh, But we'll see. Uh, It's definitely the best one of those games. The first one is. So I I guess two should, should hopefully uh, deliver. If it doesn't, then you know it's not that big of a
0: loss. It's a fucking Warhammer game. Warhammer sucks. I'm so tired of people, and I'm not saying this is you, but I'm so tired of people, you know, trying to, you know, trying to feign interest in, 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 in this universe. It's boring it's the it, there's says. nothing about it that's yeah. interesting if it was supposed to be bigger than it is then it would have been bigger than it is it's it's boring it's bland everything about it looks generic as hell the game the, the, everything from its art style to its 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 basic lore from what i understand of it nothing is remarkable about it whatsoever and i'm sure there's some nerd out there it's, who's gonna listen to this you don't know what you're talking about it's it, it's, boring. it's
1: eclectic So it lends the thing is it's an eclectic mix of lore, and so it lends itself to different kinds of games. So I guess that's what that's like. I guess if you're developing this game, I guess it's you're 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 building off an IP that's known. Uh, to people but also it, it's, it's eclectic so you don't have it doesn't have to be one thing you, you, you can be a first-person shooter so i get the appeal of making these games and i guess they sell well enough but yeah they're never no, done and, well like they 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 never they never uh like rise above their content rise above what warhammer i know Vermintide. people like Vermintide for its uh like multiplayer aspect of it it's not really a story driven game so i guess that's why people love it but uh in terms of this i just i don't you know, it, it never really rises above its 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 kind of uh, content. So, you know, Space Marine gameplay wise was the, was was the closest it got to that. So that's why I, I, I put it here because I feel the first game like got a 70 if, Metacritic
0: if, average on uh, for PC, a 76 for console. The game is Booty Juice.
1: No, that's a good game. It really was a good <laughs> game when it came out. It just it, it literally came out with Gears of War three came out, and so it just kind of like put its shit to, to, to shame don't at that want point. But It's definitely one of those games that when you look up, even if you look it up, you would be surprised to be like, oh, why did I, why did I, I I didn't hear this game when it came out in 2011. It's actually, it's actually a really interesting game. So the the Space Marine hype, uh, Space Marine 2 hype is, is real in, in in some circles. So we'll see what happens with it.
0: Um, So up next we have (laughs) Horizon Forbidden West. It's a little game, little, little small gameplay slice uh, just to show a few things off. Um, I think this game is starting to kind of catch my eye a little bit more than it has in the past. Now, just seeing some of the things you can do in the gameplay, like the things you can string together, looks really cool. Uh, and it's 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 as beautiful as I've you know have come to expect. So yeah. I don't have much new to say about this one. This 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 footage didn't really like, move the needle for me. It's just, just been consistently uh, kind of impressive for me. So I like what I see.
1: Just yeah, stop showing it now.
0: Just just release it. You're good. Stop. Sony does this yeah. shit, man. It,
1: it, we might see four more times before it comes out. Oh, it comes yeah. out and they're going to do so. it like,
0: like Deathloop style. We're, we're going to explain what yeah. Horizon is to you. Um, Just stop. Somerville uh, got a new trailer. I actually like this game's uh, vibe. I, I remember yeah. when this was uh, first uh, announced, I was like, this is this one's interesting. It's very inside looking because it is from, um, I think you told me who it was, but I can't remember now because I'm I'm podcasting. It, it, it's it, it's from the same people who made Inside and
1: Limbo yeah. that studio fractured into two Yeah. and so this is the the, yeah, the latter I, I part, really part I so. this
0: one dude I think it's going to be a, a really good game when it comes out how do you feel? yeah oh yeah that's great I mean I, I
1: almost always forget that this game kind of exists until I see it I'm like oh what the fuck is this This looks amazing and I'm like mm-hmm. oh yeah it's that yeah. that game yeah uh, so um, Jump Ship Studios I think is okay. the one making it um, Somerville. it takes you know it takes what Inside and Limbo's already done and it fucking ups that shit to oh, yeah. the next level I mean it looks yeah, fantastic I'm looking forward to
0: this one uh, Cupca- Cuphead uh, still exists as well um, it's getting a, it's, mm-hmm. it's DLC called Delicious Last Course uh, which is also DLC uh, yeah they got a little music number uh, during the show and a, and a trailer uh, it looks like looks like more Cuphead um, wasn't wasn't my yeah. uh, <laughs> cup of tea. A cup of head <laughs> yo, that'd be crazy, <laughs> ho. Uh, be crazy how, how did you feel about this? Any any thoughts about it?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I think Cuphead is fine. I I played through uh, through some of it. I liked I liked what I played, but ultimately fell yeah. off of it. Uh, but you know, this seems to be a pretty significant upgrade as well. I mean, it's a whole new island, level bosses. It, it mm. almost seems like it's doing the the most. It, can without it being a sequel uh, in that way? Um, this is a very anticipated DLC. Like it's been, uh, it's been, um, it's been talked about for a very, very mm-hmm. long time. Like I think a year after it came out. So you know, two or three years in, it, it looks like it's going to be that next. I, I almost think that it probably could be a sequel, but I think that that studio wants to do something else that's not Cuphead related. And so instead of kind of making this whole thing, it's it, they're relegating to yeah. to, to the. Um, DLC, and also they're making a, a Netflix TV show mm-hmm. uh, as well that uh, uncut, so they're probably concentrating yeah, on like, that. But yeah, comes out in June 30th, so it's still yeah a little, a little ways, ways off. But
0: I think I think cool. I think it'll be good for fans. I think fans will probably dig it. It looks like it's just going to be just as crazy and, and, and hard and difficult, but cool looking as ever. So I'm uh, excited for fans. Yeah. Um. I know as a Sonic fan, uh, am no, not a Sonic fan. Uh, Sonic Frontiers gets a Ain't no Sonic fans huge here, bro. <laughs> Gets a debut trailer. Uh it is uh slated for holiday twenty twenty two. Um yeah, that's cool. Um I mean uh Look, yeah is just uh, gonna be the is I this gonna be the, the breath of the wild of Sonic oh the Hedgehog? Stop.
1: Look, I, I think sometimes Marco and I dislike a specific game and we can play it up for jokes. This is not this is not the case for Sonic games. This is we might come out as, as as trying to be funny, but we also hate not to hate it. It's just that we don't think that this this franchise deserves any kind of accolades or <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, look, I was a Nintendo kid, so I don't have to pretend that Sonic was a good platformer. That's all I'm saying. But can an open world Sonic game work? Maybe I don't fucking know. They didn't really show much. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna have to do a lot of heavy lifting to convince me. I, if this game were to get canceled today, I would not give a flying fuck. Uh, but I will say that trailer for the the movie looked kind of good. Like good. it was kind lot, of. Yeah. I was like, yeah,
0: it looked actually pretty cool. So, but other than that, yeah, we give a yeah, fuck about that. And something. it's cross gen too, so it's not gonna look that great. It's probably not gonna run that great. Yet. Oh, it's cross gen. It's, it's nah, oh, nothing you know to it It's exciting to me at all. Um, so Suicide Squad gets a gameplay trailer debut. Uh, at the show. Um, the Breath of the Wild of, uh, of of comic book games. I'm just kidding now. I'm just That's just going to be <laughs> what I'm going to say about the rest of these games we're going to talk about now. Um, I um, Man, I'm a little lukewarm, actually. A little lukewarm on this one. Yeah. This game looks good and that's it.
1: I'm not interested at all. I think the characters look um, weird. Yeah. I think that it comes across a little try-hard. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether... It, I don't know whether it it was
0: how the trailer was spliced because it was very action movie splicing going on. So I was like, maybe that's what's going on here that I don't like. But I just wasn't impressed about much anything.
1: At this point, uh, you know, we've seen so much of this game where people's talked about so much about this game. I need to know how this game works. I need to know: am I switching between all characters at all times? Am I? It's going to be like it's going to be like Gardens of the Galaxy when I'm focused on one. Uh, Is it multiplayer? I don't know if they said that or not, but regardless i need to know a little bit more than just you showing the gameplay which i appreciate but at the same time i need a little bit more here um but i don't know man i and it's weird for me because i felt the same way when i saw gardens of the galaxy so this game could come out and be a fucking banger but as it stands right now for everything they showed i am not interested in yeah. this game at all probably wouldn't make my top 10 uh, most anticipated games yeah yeah it, next it's, year. it's weird mm, i was so. i
0: was looking forward to seeing more of this one but when i saw it i'm like, oh, okay. It's doing what it's doing. Uh, Forspoken gets a new trailer. Uh, Launch date is uh, revealed to be May 24th. Um, Again, I don't feel too different about this game from what I saw originally. Uh, It it just seems like a very cringy, told story that looks very pretty uh, and has has a lot of nice flash and flair to it. But... Again, like I said in uh, in a previous episode, I feel like this is going to be a one-off that we're not going to get a sequel for because it just doesn't look like it's – it's just not hitting with me, man. I don't know what it is.
1: Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, I think the studio who's making For Spoken is already working on the next thing, which is like a Star Wars game, if I'm not mistaken. So that's an Amy Hennig Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, so they're they're pretty much already
0: uh, set sail on this. It looks good. Um,
1: Other than that, I don't care.
0: I don't have much to sure, say. But, yeah. uh, Saints Row: uh, The Reboot gets a new trailer as well, showing off a little bit more gameplay. Um, this did a lot for me. What? This did a uh, lot in, in for what me. way? Oh, in a good in way. In a good way. Okay. Like
1: I, yeah, yeah. I'm really. I, I think it looks crazy. I think it looks really like a really fucking good time. Like I, at I, I first, graphically, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. I, this is Saints Row. Uh, so. I'm not really gonna put too much into that right now. They have some time to fix whatever they need to fix texture-wise, whatever. But gameplay, just moment to gameplay, this did a lot for me. It's like it looks really fucking fun. Yeah. Like it looks like a good time, and mm-hmm. that's all you kind of want from a Saints Row game, really. It's just a bombastic kind of sandbox experience, and this this showed that to me. In yeah, space.
0: it's weird because it did exactly what I thought it was gonna do. It looks exactly how I thought it was gonna look. And I still am looking forward to it just the same, but there was just something about the familiarity of it that just, I don't know if it was just yeah. in the moment, but I just was like, oh, okay, that's just another Saints Row. So I, I don't know. I, I guess I yeah. was expecting to see or feel something a little bit different given that this is a reboot. Uh, it just doesn't feel like there's anything you look at that game and see that, that screams reboot at all now. So that's kind. Of, that's kind of what's it. No, me. not so, really. Yeah, but uh, yeah. hopefully we'll see uh, more of that uh, before it comes out, and uh, I'll feel a little bit better about it. Um, we got a cameo from Crossfire X, bro. We finally got a new trailer. Uh, we got a release date. Uh, this is the uh, the game that Remedy's been working on for the single player campaign portion. Uh, I forget who's doing the multiplayer. Um, but multiplayer's been I don't know. Big, right? I don't. I don't recall. Um, mm. I don't think so. Actually, I would have. I would have definitely tried it out if it was, but...
1: Oh, I think it's PC. Oh, is it? Only okay, thing. maybe that's why.
0: Um, but, you know, yeah. uh, new trailer comes out for it. Um, it it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, it looks like a, like a Call of Duty type of game, but with a little bit of that weird remedy factor kind of infused into it. I feel like a little touch of fear uh, is, is in there to uh, kind of make it feel a little bit like ish in a way which is kind of how some of the uh, some of things animate and move uh, when, like the blurring effect it feels a little dreamy at times yeah but um how do you feel about this
1: i don't know man hey it reminds me of black yeah. remember that game yeah black and it reminds me that and a little bit of call of duty and a little bit of crisis all like mix into one thing and i guess it looks cool but i think is i think any other studio making this i'd be yeah. like yeah whatever but since it's, it's remedy, I'm kind of interested to see what they do with the story. Uh, it's Game Pass game. It's coming out in a very busy mm. February. I don't know if that bodes well for it in that it's Game Pass, so you know people are going to play it, or if it's just kind of going bye bye Snoopy bye. You know, like this is where we can this is where we can tuck it in right between these little games here, and we will hopefully never talk about. Cozy. It.
0: We'll see. Um, I skipped over a few games by accident. <laughs> um, I uh, I missed a Plague Tale: Requiem. This was actually I think out of. All the games we saw here, uh, other than Hellblade Two, this was probably this the game I was most impressed with, just with how it looks and how it, it, it's it's yeah. it's uh, taking shape. I'm really excited about this one. Um, I think this game. <laughs> looked really good I think it it, I was watching some some like reaction streams and people kind of stopped and went well well, this looks good Uh, so I think it it caught some people's attention Um, I I loved the first game as I said uh, you know the last episode we were doing our predictions for Metacritic Uh, so I think this has taken shape really nicely I'm really excited about this one
1: yeah I think um, it looks great Um, I think a lot of the gameplay moment to moment gameplay Mm -hmm. looked a lot better smoother in its animation which was the thing that I was worried about
0: uh, more action too, huh? more combat. What was that? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. When I when I when I was doing my uh, the predictions for Metacritic, that's one of the complaints that has. Like, I hope it's a little bit more smoother in its approach, to woman to woman gameplay, and it definitely looks like that. But really, uh, it, it just looks mm. awesome, and just it it looks like a good time. Um, I don't know about the voice acting too much, but that doesn't matter. I mean, it was a little bit weird, but I I am actually anticipating this game now. It, it's 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 a game that I'm definitely looking forward to. Did it have a release date? I don't time think so. I don't don't think so. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think it's
0: been determined yet, but um, hopefully sooner than later because I'm wanting wanting to play that thing. Uh, And it's on Game Pass. Um, Dying Light 2, uh, Stay Human, gets a story trailer. This did just about nothing for me uh, at all. Um, I think I'm just kind of ready to try the game out now. I don't really care anymore. So I have nothing to say about this one per se. Anything on your side? Nothing at all here either, except uh, when it comes out, I'll, I'll try it. Because dying uh, cool. Speaking of uh trailer I didn't need, Elden Ring uh, gets a new CG story trailer. What that fuck was this? Um, that, yeah.
1: Lore heavy, but and explain nothing. nothing. Dude, I, this why looks,
0: does this... Oh my God. I don't want to like, keep beating dead horses, but it's like... Why did you move away from Dark this? Souls, the, the Dark Souls series, to do this? And then it's the same type of thing. <laughs> and I think it's the same like
1: voice oh. actress too that does all the... Little why? This, why did they do um, this um i really think and i'm willing to put some money down that this is the intro trailer cg trailer oh. to the game like every game every dark souls games has intro like a little bit of a kind of thing yeah cg start that go, right before it goes to the start menu this looks exactly like one of those and i would be shocked if it wasn't that yeah so i think they i think this almost was like oh this is the biggest stage in the world right now in terms of showcase video games let's you know, double
0: effort to put Elden Ring there again, whatever. I, they probably could have showed a gameplay. Give me something else. Or something. This was, yeah, this was pointless. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ark Raiders uh, gets a debut trailer. It's a new PVE experience. Um, this one was kind of, uh, I was ready to write this one off as I was watching it, but I'm like, this is kind of looking all right. Um, so, that's I like the art style too. It's very NASA looking uh, as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of feeling it. I think the only thing that was weird about it was the music in the trailer was like completely unfitting. Yeah, yeah, like, what is this always song? Um, Again, it's, it's, they had the license, so they <laughs> yeah. felt they had to use it, I guess. Yeah. Um, our players looks really dope, yeah. though. I agree. How uh, yeah. much to say about it? I think I'm just going to something I'll, I'll keep an eye on when it comes out eventually. And then lastly, they, uh, they, they show some, uh, some stuff for the new Matrix movie. And then they uh, announced that the Matrix Awakens, which is the playable which... experience uh, that uh, I'm excited about that yeah, movie, yeah, by the I'm way, too, for sure. Uh, but the, the playable Matrix Awakens experience uh, went live during the show. Uh, Everyone went and tried it out. A lot of people are singing its praises. Um, You got a chance to try it out yourself, I'm I'm sure. How did you feel about it? Yeah, it's not a game. I mean, I I think
1: um, it's... I think people playing it like a video game... I've seen people do that. It sucks. um, Because it's not really built to drive around. And it's just trying to show you reflections and stuff like that. Character models, all that shit looks horrible. Uh, But ultimately... It's really kind of, if they're able to take everything from Unreal 5 that they showed in these little particle effects and everything and really put that into a game that really works, that's a, that's a game changer, man. Unreal 5 looks crazy. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, ultimately, I think this is just, I think this would best fit there's a mode you can hit the fly mode where you can mm-hmm. just fly around in the map I think if they just did that without actually having a character and a car you could drive because this driving shit was terrible a lot of stuff you know they give you what they give you so you have to be critical of what they give you in terms of the game aspect of it, it I don't know they didn't really do much to, to get you excited for Unreal 5 as a gameplay mm-hmm. but as a visual method or as a visual thing I think textures look great I think uh, reflections particle systems all that shit was incredible uh if you're standing still. And just yeah. Kind of, like I, uh, right. And motion. It I thought just, this yeah. sucked.
0: I thought this all the way sucked. I think that the only thing that looked good was the city. I um, thought that looked pretty realistic and cool. I, I it, It's so... Annoying to me that these games that that come out or these experiences or anything in the the world of media comes out with film grain. We've we've made all these strides with getting graphics to look more realistic than ever. And then you douse it in film grain or chromatic aberration or all these dumb effects that make this stuff look intentionally bad. Which, you know, was completely counterproductive to what this experience was supposed to be about. I wanted to see how clear and sharp and crisp this game could look. uh, This experience could look. And instead they just like, smeared it with film grain all over the place. Yeah, okay, oh it's it's the matrix, you know, they're kinda of going for I don't need to see it that see that here. That's not what this was supposed to I show. Think, it's not yeah, the right place for that.
1: I think they're fighting with that the visual concepts that they're trying to show and also them trying to make it a game. Like if you stand still, yeah, that shit looks crazy. The moment you move, the blur, the grain—you oh. see that shit everywhere. And I think that's because they're trying to make that a gameplay experience that they almost have to sm- like smothered in this to make yeah. it. And,
0: uh, yeah, and another thing is like like it's a to game that point. Like the frame rate is awful. I know you're not sensitive to frame rate stuff too much like I am, but there, like, I there noticed was it was dropping, I it, yeah. and it's like okay, again. Unreal Five, I know is going to be great, but come on, with this frame rate dropping, like especially in the car chase stuff with the shooting, I'm like, this is this is abysmal. This is terrible. Yeah, you know, I just think I just think it's they were trying to show off the interactivity,
1: less about the and and I get it, and I think I obviously think that this they gave this to you so you can be critical of it the way you're being critical of it. I think it's fair, Uh, but ultimately, this probably shouldn't have been this experience. It just should have been like you know. You can fly around the, the map to see the... Because the, 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 if you zoom out in that fly mode and you see the city, yeah. that shit looks crazy. Like all that shit looks crazy, but ultimately, you know, the reflections on the mirror—that all is that yeah. insane. But
0: plus, the character—it's you know, a, a gameplay look experience so derby, too. Like they, they try to be like, okay, you can't tell if it's just real Keanu Reeves or fake Keanu Reeves. I'm that like, that was yo, that that that's was so bad. obvious. That like, was kind of you know, the, the fake ones, like like walking robotic, and his hair isn't moving, and his eyes are blinking all weird, and his lips syncing is off. Yeah, like, what are you was, doing here. This is not what you think. That about. was that because of the. Yeah, that was
1: that because of the context of what they were trying yeah. to do that with. Like, oh, what's yeah. real? Yeah. What's fake? It is. And, and it's like, <laughs> you're fake.
0: Your your whole eye is not right. <laughs> Yo, it was so funny. After a while, I'm like, you really think you're impressing me right now? Like, it looks it's it, it's it looks great in still screenshots. Like, oh man, when you see it on like Twitter posts, like, oh my god, look how great this looks. But also. Also, the, the the design of Keanu, it looks good. It's just when you're trying to
1: sell me on, can you tell the difference? Yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah, I can. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, but I think I think graphically in a video game world setting, I think those designs are really nice. I mean, they look really good. But again, when the context of the entire thing is like, I bet you can't tell if I'm
0: a robot <laughs> animation cartoon or a I'm like, yes, I oh, can. It was so funny. Anyways, put the film grain down, whoo. Put it down. <laughs> Sick of it, man. Um, but that is going to wrap up our checkpoint chat about the game awards. And that is also going to wrap up this week's show. Uh, like I said, if you like what you heard, um, give our podcast a sub if you enjoyed it. Um, we wherever you stream stuff, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to follow us on IG at Cooldown Time Podcast or Twitter at Cooldown Time Pod if you want to stay. Uh, with us in between episodes you're welcome and we'll see you next time